Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. My name is Daniel. And this is episode 111. Whoa. All those ones in a row? 111. Pretty opposing. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with the rule of three? I am, yeah. That the anything in threes precedes the Mothman. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. This is the ruination of this of this podcast, actually. You know what else? Why, why it's ruined? We're doing another hybrid episode. We though. are, yeah. The Save Room News Plays Review. Right, the News Plays Reviews. Yeah. Last last week, or last last week, which is the previous week from last, uh, we experimented with our plays format, and we did news plays. Mm-hmm. Was it plays news? News plays. News yeah. plays, which we've done before. And we it just, was we just never decided to name it. It was a financial success. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Numbers off the charts. Our investors came in and said, "You got to do it again." They kicked our door down, yeah. and they said, you can't sleep on this. You need to do these Reese's Pieces episodes of podcasting more for actually us. still haven't fixed the door. I haven't fixed the door? No. No. There's yeah. been no commitment on that front. No, and that, that's actually where, where I'm going to start here. I'm going to apologize, because my, I have some pretty bad allergies going on right now. Yeah, and it's because door that, is broken. that broken door and all the pollen just drafted in every right. day. So. Yeah, you okay over there? Yeah, I... Do I look okay? Um, Your face is red. Yeah, it's pretty red. I What's up with that? Crazy. What's happening to make it red? Uh, a lot of, like, sneezing and blowing and okay. using tissues. A lot and, of blowing. You know, these things might have lotion in them. Right. These tissues, but they still rub me raw. Gotcha. So, no, that's true. That's but, true. Yeah, we're doing a news play review episode here. Some um, news reviews. Half of this was brought on by friend of the show, Lovable Dingo, who was like, yo, okay. if you guys are out there reviewing Monster Hunter, the movie, you have to review Mortal Kombat. He gave us direct feedback. Yeah, he did. He stormed my chat yeah. when I was streaming at twitch.tv slash the red herb. And I was like, well, if Daniel jumps in the chat, just add him and say like, hey, you, you want a Mortal Kombat review? Mm. And you didn't jump in the chat. No. So then he all. took to our Twitter. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he was like, actually, you guys need to do the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Mortal Kombat. We're less li- likely to do that. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> tough because it's like... Show. We do weekly sit-downs for these podcasts, and it's impossible to, like, do everything we want to in one session. Uh, That's why there's a hybrid here. But something like that, I feel like we would have had to plan for, like, the last six weeks and write out. Much like, like, when WandaVision finished, I had really wanted to do a review for that that we never ended up doing. Right. And now it's just too late. (laughs) And remember that time we wanted to do an entire Evangelion, like, (laughs) podcast that we didn't do? We did, yeah. Yeah, We wanted to do the series proper and then all the movies. There's a lot of ad hoc save room podcasts that we want to prop up sometimes. Yeah. But we've learned, like, with this episode, we just fucking blend them. Yeah. Right? Just do a review after after some news, right? And does format matter? That's my question to the kids at home. Does format matter, or do, would you rather just open up an episode and be like, oh, it's a fucking surprise. Yeah. It's a save room boy surprise in here. <laughs> do you come here for format, guys, or do you come here for our yeah. blender bits? Yeah, do you come for format? <laughs> oh, I come for format. All right. Yeah, it's one you of my kinks. come for format? You like that structure in the <laughs> I bedroom. do. It keeps me on fucking rails, Fuck buddy. yeah, dude. Well, speaking of keeping uh, on the rails, sure. this podcast is brought to you by, uh, what medicine did you take? <laughs> uh which hour because i've been taking a, a kind of cocktail medley oh my god yeah so <laughs> i've been taking like kind of a tylenol ibuprofen blend for like some aches i've had okay then my benadryl <laughs> and then tylenol pm oh fuck yeah. are you so, okay yeah. all right all, all right. right actually okay. i guess it would be tylenol am because that's the the one with the less i uh, took some tylenol as well yeah because i woke up with a bit of uh a little bit of the dry head mm-hmm. right 
Uh, All those IPAs. For some reason, I spent my whole night drinking <laughs> and playing Devil May Cry 3. Well, that's every Friday for you these days. Yes, that that is true. I did sign that uh, contract with Capcom to do that. Mm-hmm. They just uh, didn't sign it back or gave me a contract. But we don't focus on these things. Yeah. No. Yeah, we actually had to stop doing the like Capcom Captain like song thing we've been doing. They pulled the plug on that. They did pull the plug on that. Yeah. We got a few copyright strikes on that. Yeah. I, I, I called them up and I was like, hey. Can I take you guys for a ride? And they're like, no, you got to you gotta turn in the saddle. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> I like it was either you just let me just breathe into the microphone or you're like, let me just finish a bit. <laughs> <laughs> let me do the bit. I let you finish your bits all over me all the time. Yeah, yeah, so. that's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. Anyway, you can... Should we do the plug? Yeah, yeah let's should do the plug. plug. Fine, 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 fine. Uh, <laughs> you can find The Save Room on SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show or Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher and even Google Play. There we go. RSS feeds. Mm-hmm. Period. And you already did kind of the Twitch plug for yourself. For me. Yeah. I mean, you could usually find did I forget me something in your chat over at twitch.tv slash the red herb. Did I forget something? You see my little name. It's Dungeons and Daniels, also Dungeons from Daniels. twitch.tv. Oh, can I do a pulse track with you? Sure. When are you coming back? When am I coming back? Yeah. Ooh, I gotta just gotta kind of find like a, a Friday that I wanna sit down and do it. Yeah. It, it'll probably be within the next few weeks, I feel. I feel it next in my bones weeks? at this point. Really? It's just also deciding the sort of game I wanna sit down and play. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Because I've been in this like kind of like jrpg kind of fugue lately um and i'm deciding if i want to play like a final fantasy or if i want to maybe play like child of light or something like that so i don't know i i gotta feel it out or final fantasy 15 guys like i might i might start that up on with the boys with the boys the boys right yeah okay there was one game that i saw that i really actually wanted to check out but it's not like out yet for ps4 yeah and i thought that would be a cool stream game it's called onari Huh? Yeah, What's it's that? it's um kind of like a top down RPG in the likes of like Earthbound, mm. and it's got like some cute charm to it, and it's got like this overall like kind of creepy like tone and like supernatural stuff going on with it. Mm. It was on the famous streamer Bree Bun. She does this series called Bree Views on YouTube now. That's good and, branding. Yeah, and that was one of her like that was her top one like. I guess um, lesser known like indie darlings of the year so far. Hmm. So I wish I wish I could play that. So, but who knows? I'll be back when I'm back. Okay. So be back when he's back. All right. When I'll he's be ready. When he's yeah. Ready. Quit banging on the door. There's other streamers you could watch. Listen. You could watch Twitch.tv slash Make Monsters. Yeah. You could watch uh, Twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. Uh, I put them in the same same bracket, because, huh? like they're the same, yeah, they're the same kind of epoch of streaming. Right, true, yeah. true, true, yeah. definitely. Um, let's, I guess, lay down the land right here sure. for what this episode is going to be. So we have kind of like four or five news items that mm-hmm. we'll probably breeze through, and then I kind of want to do like a quick like impressions of like near replicant since we're playing that. Wow, you yeah. want to do a trifecta? Yeah, I was. I only fucking signed Trios. up for the the Mortal Kombat review, and then we'll do the Mortal and Kombat some Kombat news. Yeah. But you're coming out with some save room plays. That's what I said. Save room news plays reviews. You did. I did. I was like, he can't be. He must be mistaken. <laughs> Listen, he must be mistaken. I've got this head sickness, and I'm just sick for doing all this. Right I love now. that you want to do a two hour and thirty minute episode. It's not going to be. That's that what's going to be. It's, it's, gonna it's be already that. that. It's all already right. that. We've we've dwaddled so much. Yeah. So early. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get the news rolling then? Sure. Yeah. All right. It, I, got, I, got, <laughs> I got one on top here. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. All right. Number one on here for you, Daniel, and I'm so sorry. Papa Jeff Kaplan has left Blizzard. After 19 years with the studio, the man that refers to himself as Jeff from the Overwatch team 
is leaving. Though fans will forever associate Kaplan as Overwatch's game director, his departure also means Blizzard is losing their vice president. Wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. you remember that? <laughs> you remember he's also the VP yep. of the fucking company? Yeah, he's not just this like face yeah. guy who does like fireside chats about like Overwatch updates. No, no. <laughs> yeah, apparently there's some other other things on that resume. On Blizzard's official site, Jeff gave fans a short, all lowercase goodbye statement. Oh, wow. I just noticed these things. I yeah. don't know why I noticed these things. Anyway, he said, "Quote: I am leaving Blizzard Entertainment after 19 amazing years. Wow! It was truly the honor of a lifetime to have the opportunity to create worlds and heroes." for such a passionate audience. I want to express my deep appreciation to everyone at Blizzard who supported our games, our game teams, and our players. But I want to say a special thanks to the wonderful game developers that shared in the journey of creation with me. Oh, wow, wow he's a creationist. I know. Oh, Never my God. It. No, Daniel. <laughs> Never accept the world as it appears to be. Always dare to see it for what it could be. I hope you do the same. GG. <laughs> Jeffrey Kaplan. Wow. <laughs> wow, sir. That's that's classy. That's pretty poggers of you, Jeff. That's pretty classy, right? Yeah. I don't know. He did it right. He did it right. It does feel kind of like a little like unceremonious yes, in a way. Like a it little. reminds me of like when Sean Layden left Sony mm-hmm. and it's like he had his little statement, but that was kind of it. There wasn't there like a situation where it was like announced on like a not even like it was like a PlayStation tweet. Yeah. But it was like a like a reply to a tweet basically. <laughs> yeah. It's like, by the way, <laughs> Sean Layden. We we can't find him. <laughs> I guess he's done. <laughs> like that's a pretty big deal to just kind of like have a small like farewell over but sure all right and papa jeff has not made public what his post blizzard plans are aaron keller who has been with the studio since 2003 and is a quote founding member of the overwatch team and quote will now serve as overwatch 2's director aaron had this to say about his colleagues leaving quote jeff's been a great leader mentor and friend and he knows how much we're going to miss him I've been lucky to work alongside him and the rest of the Overwatch team for many years in building something that continues to inspire people all around the world, and I'm honored to carry the torch forward, end quote. On the subject of Overwatch, Aaron also wrote, quote, I love Overwatch, end Shit. quote. Me too. You know, he actually said more than that, but you'll have to, you have to read that. That's it's fair. some other bullshit. Yeah. Who cares? He didn't, <laughs> there's no release date for Overwatch 2. No. Anyway. How sad are you that Papa is leaving us? I woke up, I don't remember which morning this was, if it was like Wednesday or Tuesday morning when the news broke, and I was like kind of bummed about it, where I was like, yeah. oh damn, like, I don't know, he just brought so much like life and like enthusiasm to the company. Right. Where like, I can't put too many other faces to Blizzard, but like, I know Jeff Kaplan. Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very and, much the face man. Yeah. It, I, like like we said about Sean Lady, he reminds me of like the, the Reggie type who was just like really enthusiastic about like his mm-hmm. product and, you know, especially Overwatch. And granted, he was, you know, on a bunch of other projects that I didn't know about until like, you know, he kind of came out in the forefront as like the Overwatch like creative lead. Right, right. Um, he started with uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah. He was like in the community. Apparently he was uh, in the forums as a very, very vocal a uh, member of the community before he got kind of poached for a job. Okay. Uh, and his big thing was like adding quests to World of Warcraft, mm. like which was not really like structured quests wasn't really a thing in MMOs at that point, apparently. And like the way he did it is was renowned. But yeah, he's 
been with the company for 19 years. There was like this um, article that IGN posted, kind of like a, a retrospective on his career and how the dude was like super, super humble. Like, the, you know, pointing out the thing that he would always say, hey, it's Jeff from the Overwatch team, rather yeah. than being like, you know, flexing and being like, it's the VP of Blizzard here, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. shit, he could. That was his title, right? But um, yeah, he always made sure to uh, let people know that this is a team effort, yeah. is what the article was going about. It's like, no matter what and what he did, he was like, games are collaboration, not just like me, which is, you know, pretty cool. It reminds me of how, like, Neil Druckmann is, right? Because hmm. he, he is the VP of Naughty Dog, right? Uh, I think he was promo to that. Okay. So, I haven't yeah. checked his LinkedIn in a little while. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, But yeah. he's he's up there as, like, one of, like, the main chairman, and, like, it's the same thing where it's like, he could, like, throw that weight around, but he's like, no, like, this is my team, Naughty Dog, where it's a huge group effort. We make games together. We make sure. games people love and are passionate about it, and that's very much, like, what, what Jeff was about, too. Mm. I mean, this is going to be kind of, like, a, I think an obvious answer for what I'm going to ask here from you, but what, why do you think he decided to kind of leave after all this time? Uh, he fucking hates gamers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't blame him. I mean, um, I was nine... asking for new character buffs yeah. and like, what can we see more diva? Well, uh, f- from what we've talked about on this show previously, the save room poggers, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that game development is hard and sucks and is stressful and is yeah. bad for your health over time. And AAA game development is all of that times 10. Yeah. And I can imagine after 19 years, it's either a situation of like, man, I'm just really bored of like being at Blizzard or man, I'm really tired and feel like I'm missing out on like, I don't know, my family. Yeah. <laughs> He's been carrying the weight of that payload yeah. for all of us. That was good. Yeah. You were, That's right. Were you saving that one? I think I was. Do you got three more? I have a few more. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I'll do one per, per news yeah. bit and then yeah, for please. the rest. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where it's like 19 years is a long time to do anything sure. too. And it's like, at that point, like, why not like kind of step away and do something else? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if, if you want to like be a lifer at like the job you're at, there's no, like, I'm not going to throw shade at that. That's awesome. Right. But I, I, I also won't blame somebody for wanting to just kind of move on to something or just kind of retreat and be with their family. Especially these days with like yeah. how hard the pandemic pandemic hit and how i think stressful work from home has been for a lot of people i read another article daniel that said that uh post pandemic or well not really post pandemic but during this pandemic one in four people want to leave their jobs Mm -hmm. for whatever either another career opportunity or just to leave their job because they're sick of it this is a high profile example perhaps sure maybe the dude just like hey i'm i need to do something else or Here's me. Here's the cynicism, right? Um, he, maybe he has a non-compete disclosure in his contract, so he can't announce like what the next thing is for like probably like sixty days or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing will be like, oh shit, okay, that's obvious that Jeff Kaplan would go over to this. Like, yeah. watch it be like, oh yeah, I run PlayStation Studios or some shit like yeah. that. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what you would do. I would hope that the dude would just be like, you know, relax. Yeah. <laughs> It is a little strange to see it happen before Overwatch, Overwatch 2 is even out of the game. Yeah. Right? But I don't Which know. Which makes me wonder if there's, like... I mean, there's always stuff behind the scenes we don't know about. Like, maybe he fucking really hates, like, Activision and, like, Bobby Kotak. And, like, maybe there's some, like, yeah. kind of tension that, like, is just kind of getting pushed on them or one way or another. And he's like, I've had enough of this. Mm. I think maybe he laid enough of the groundwork of Overwatch 2 to be like, okay, cool. We've, you know, sowed the seeds. Now this other person could come in and kind of carry the mantle. But who knows? Carry the payload. Carry the payload. Right. Go. Yeah, who knows? Either it sounded like it was fine. It, it, it is a surprise. Yeah. But, you know, to be leaving uh, mid-development on this, on this, even though, like, you know, 
he's been working on Overwatch for like a decade. Yeah. You know, including like Titan, right? So maybe he just felt like, oh, okay, well, Overwatch 2 is at a point where Aaron could just take over. Yeah. And I can finally leave like I've been planning for like <laughs> however many years. But yeah, I don't know. Interesting comment about like how Activision has taken over more of the company and like changed the, the makeup of it. And mm-hmm. it's been a very unhappy time. And I know there was a bunch of layoffs very recently. And then Activision went around and posted record earnings. And it was like, hmm. That's strange that yeah. you would have to do a thing like fire people during a global pandemic and then say, hey, we do real well. Okay, weird. But yeah, I don't know. I wish Mr. Kaplan the best because I honestly think he's an earnest figurehead yeah. in gaming. Like he's one of those people where it's not like, oh, that's not a piece of shit or an egotist. Like he actually seems like a humble dude that cares about the people that he works with and the people that uh, that enjoy his work. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Are you going to miss him? Are you going to cry? Oh, yeah, I'm going to cry. I've been crying every night. Papa, can you hear me? I got that. You know that one, like, Wolverine meme where he's, like, holding the picture of him in bed? That's me. Yeah. I have a photo of Jeff Kaplan in my top drawer. Oh, man. And I just look at it every night. That's sad. Yeah. That's sad. This is what it is. Well, Papa, rest easy. We'll see you on your next venture, whatever it is. I'll miss you. (laughs) We'll miss you. Uh, I got a number two on here, Kevin. What? This one's just funny to me. Uh, Number two, Sony has reversed its decision to shutter the PS3 and Vita digital stores due to fan outcry. Jim Ryan says PSP can still get fucked, though. Uh, this comes from <laughs> Kyle Orland of RS Technica. Quote, just three weeks ago, Sony announced its plan to shut down the digital stores for PlayStation 3, PlayStation Portable, and PlayStation Vita, effective this summer. On April 19th, Sony partially reversed course, with Sony Interactive Entertainment President and CEO Jim Ryan writing in a blog post that, quote, it's clear that we made the wrong decision here. Yeah, no shit. Uh, he continues, as such, the PS3 and Vita online stores will continue operations, while the PSP store will shut down as planned on July 2nd. PS3 and Vita players will continue to be able to purchase games through the hardware itself, while web-based version of those stores will seemingly remain closed following their shutdown last month. And then another kind of last quote here, quote, this is from Jim Ryan, when we initially came to the decision to end purchasing support for PS3 and PS Vita, it was born out of a number of factors, including commerce support, challenges for older devices, and the ability for us to focus more of our resources on newer devices where a majority of our gamers are playing on. We see now that many of you are incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games on PS3 and PS Vita for the foreseeable future, so I'm glad we're able to find a solution to continue operations. End quote. Find a solution? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh man. Man, the, the the train is about to run out of tracks. We don't know what to do. We, oh, like, oh, wait a second. We own the train. Yeah, nobody forced your hand to do this. <laughs> we, except we could just stop the train. You. <laughs> yeah, that that's the funniest part of this. Um, we've talked about this before. The decision, the decision uh, where you know no business re reacts to an absence of metrics. They have metrics. They have the sales. They're probably they just weighed the amount of resources they have now yeah and weighed the amount of money they're making off these storefronts and we're like eh, it doesn't seem worth it right yeah. but it's like there's a deeper conversation about having access to preservation and yada 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 yeah. you've heard it ad nauseum right this tells me that one of two things moved their hand because <laughs> corporations only react to whatever hurts profit right is the announcement of the store closure saw a surge of sales. People are coming yeah. into the store and going, I need to buy my Parasite Eves. I need the bear. I, I, I need I need to get fucking... Uh, my Dino Crisis Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metal Gear Solid before it leaves. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. You, what you the have costs. to do. What you have to do. 
And they looked at those sales and said, shit, okay, keep it open. Or the bad press was bad enough to be like, eh, it's no skin off our back to say no to this for now. Yeah. Right? Um, I would have been interested to have looked this up first to see if maybe, like, their stock plummeted at all following that announcement. Oh, interesting. Just to see if there was kind of a, like, knee-jerk reaction to that. But I think it's kind of like what you said. It's just bad optics at this point to, like, have so much, like, kind of bad outcry for a thing. And that's some good fly. business instinct. But yeah. <laughs> t- talk to me. What, what, else, what other impact analysis can we perform on this, right? Like, what? how do we, how do we know if this is negative or positive, right? Uh-huh. Like what do we tra- how do we track? What are the core metrics here? Uh well I gotta I gotta get a spreadsheet okay. out and punch all these numbers and kind of things into a, a machine and gotcha. uh, you into know. a machine. We <laughs> call them computers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got this. You're it's almost, my, it's my you're number machine. <laughs> but I yeah, I feel like there was just kind of like so much that just kind of came down as like bad press and bad image about the company yeah. having done this and I don't know, fan outcry, we've seen it a lot with smaller things right we've seen it with things like oh man that design for sonic the hedgehog really blows let's change it because people are upset about it right to something as big as this those millions of dollars that changed that whole whole course yeah yeah yeah, for sure um i had a thought and i lost the thought a second ago but it seems salient and i trust that it was salient knowing me i believe you you always have good thoughts. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing that everyone has called them out for about this decision too, right? Uh-huh. It's not even the fact that it's like, I understand that you don't think it's cost effective to keep open the old storefronts, right? Yeah. But you didn't give us anything in return. And this is like a customer service faux pas. Yeah. You can't, you usually, if you want to create a good experience for your customer, when you deprecate something, you have a replacement at the ready Mm -hmm. even if it's a little worse in some way it's still something nothing is worse and sony was telling us oh there's nothing yeah we're just gonna you can't have these games anymore Mm. right and then nintendo's done that shit too right we've already seen it with the wii the wii shop right um yeah it's weird it's weird going forward i feel like it is important but it's like how do you also convey the challenges or you know go through uh the challenges like you know the licensing that ties up these old fucking games and then also that old architecture on newer architecture sure. and shit like what do you do man i, I don't understand why these but at the same side why aren't these companies investing in emulation though if it's so hard to keep these storefronts sure. open in the old ways you know why can't you have a new like storefront with different emulation right. and back-end technology to like kind of house these like older games it's just weird to me that they haven't figured it out at this point yeah. maybe there is a plan in motion who knows like i'm you know i'm just a podcaster right i'm not a fucking big businessman we're, we're just i don't know what's happening some podcasting boys yeah. you know that are running impact analysis against sony's <laughs> business models yeah exactly <laughs> but i don't that know q4 is looking rough we'll see how long they keep it for because i think like it's still inevitable <laughs> that it's going to get shut down yep Killed it for PSP for sure, but like, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, I'm all for preservation, but like, come on, <laughs> like, like uh, within reason, right? Like, we're, we're, what are we gonna talk about? We're gonna have an argument about like I can't uh, access my internet browser in my fucking Nintendo DS one day. <laughs> God damn it, Bowser, you fucked me. <laughs> like, is that gonna happen? Yeah, we have to have to be within reason, yeah. right? The storefront is, yeah, it's a, it's a bigger impact than, you know, what we're talking about otherwise. Uh, but interesting, though. I do like um, that the company is just willing to be like, hey, we were wrong about this, right? I do like that. Yeah. I mean, so- sometimes you gotta, you gotta slap them around a little bit, right? Uh-huh. You gotta slap them around a little bit. Get on Twitter and be like, hey, no, 
right. <laughs> and then it works. <laughs> hey, get in Jim Ryan's ass. Hey, no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> what are you going to download now? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I'd have to unearth my PS3. And I don't know. I tried logging. It wouldn't let me log into the store. Um, I got to figure out whatever my fucking login error. Because it was like, hey, you have two-step verification enabled. But, you know, we don't know how to let you do that from PS3. Actually, my situation's probably fucked then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I have that old college email tied to my PS3. Oh, no. That's why I never was able to transfer profiles from PS3 to PS4. Because it's at some, like, weird EDU account that's, like, probably now retired gotcha gotcha so that's a sad thing but yeah we'll see what happens next um i got a number three on here this will be a quick one um it takes two surpasses one million copies sold oh it's pretty cool yeah um it takes two developer hazelight studios shared the news on twitter saying quote wow jesus just found out hashtag it takes two is sold (laughs) over one million copies the neighbor's baby (laughs) what's wrong with you sorry (laughs) the baby's room is over there (laughs) <laughs> uh just found out it takes two has sold over one million copies and is still going strong thank you so much for all the love you've shown our game it means the world to us writer and director joseph ferris says that this proves there are players who still want to play co-op only games yeah imagine that yeah um you have played the other haze light studio game no way out you did it with chelsea mm. hecka bad on Hecka I did. herb and it's a Sunday program. Are you guys planning to do It Takes Two anytime soon? I think we are. She picked it up. Okay. And I, so his games, mm-hmm. or that studio's games, yeah. Hazelight's games, lets you do like the friend pass situation. So apparently I don't need to have a copy to play yeah. uh, with her. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do that. We did A Way Out. And A Way Out was a lot of fun. It ended up being pretty pretty fucking cool. And I yeah. played Brother back in the day, which was pretty decent. But I yeah, forgot about that one. It's nice to see. But like that's an interesting comment about like, yeah, it, it proves that... People want co-op games. And I think um, that's a direct call against uh, companies that are like, hey, we have a multiplayer game. Your friend needs to buy a copy. Yeah. And they need to have online access, too. <laughs> and you can't be in the same fucking room. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I, I like that uh, this guy's pushing forward same screen experiences yeah. still, which is nice. It's, too, like a kind of, a, I don't know, a financial... <sighs> leap of faith for them in a lot of cases mm. to like kind of release these i guess what double a titles maybe um or indie titles even for like 40 bucks and then give like codes out like to be like okay the other copy can be free for whoever wants to play it with you yeah like that's such a i don't know like i i feel like some people would have pushed against that where it's like no they gotta pay for two copies oh oh bigger <laughs> publishers would have pushed yeah. against that but like it's funny they they don't doesn't ea publish them I think so. Yeah, so you'd expect them to be, like, you know, not on board with that idea. So, interesting that they are able to mm. slip it through the door yeah. of capitalism. Way to go, Joseph Ferris. Fuck the Oscars. Yeah, out here being a French revolutionist. <laughs> That's what he is. Is he French? Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. He's such an interesting person. Like, his presentations and, like, the way he, like, goes about, like, kind of, I don't know, promoting his games. He's got a lot of, like, personality and spunk. Yes, he does. Um, yes, he does. He's he's like selling a car. He's like a, yeah, he's like a car salesman, but like much. But I don't feel Zuber. slimy after. About no, it, no, know? or 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 somebody just like selling. You know the people that go on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of a a person that would go on Shark Tank <laughs> and be like, yeah, you need a frisbee that lights up in the sky, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I do. You're right, Joseph. <laughs> Sounds great. I heard there's actually a Shark Tank level in It Takes Two. Uh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. It's actually gotten like really good reviews across the board. It's been like pretty much like critically acclaimed everywhere as like this like really inventive, creative like co-op puzzler. And I kind of yeah. want to check it out. Yeah, me too. If you played it with Chelsea, would you play it with me again? After? Uh, no. 
Okay. Fuck. Never. Well, if anybody listening wants to play It Takes Two with me, Kevin said fuck off, so, you know. Uh, yeah, I said fuck off to all of you, too. <laughs> Nobody play with them. He, he has to play with Clementine. No! Yeah, dude. She doesn't get games. She, yeah. I tried to play Portal 2 with her, and we didn't get anywhere. You didn't get anywhere? No. Oh, Clementine. Yeah, it was Clementine. a lot of me doing, like, both controllers. Gotcha. Have you ever done that before? Um, yes, with Mortal Kombat back yeah. in the day. I've done it for a few trophies here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're cheaters. Oh, no. That's who we are. Well, speaking of trophies, I got a last one on here. Oh, tell me about trophies. So this is going to tie into kind of our little impressions conversation here. Uh, number four, Nier fans are upset about the Daredevil trophy achievement that is in Nier Replica. Oh, this won't be fun. This won't be fun at all. Well, you had me like, oh, it's going to be cool, like a fun thing. Like, oh, we're going to talk about trophies. Yeah. yeah, I love trophies. Yeah, I love that shit. I love the ecosystem. And then you're like, oh, let's talk about this transphobic trophy. I'm like, mm, all right. <laughs> Actually, hold on. On a side note before we jump into this. They, with the new, like, PlayStation 5 update, they did this thing where they kind of updated some of the tiles for the trophies on, on PS5, and I kind of hate it now, because I feel like I have to double menu dive to, like, see the trophy information now, because <laughs> it'll display the picture that you got, like, okay, we'll say, like, a trophy you have accomplished. It'll show you the picture first, and then you have to sub-dive into another menu, where it'll tell you the details of it, like, when you earned it, and then what the actual trophy was, and I hate that. Uh, <laughs> like, do it all in yeah. one card anyway this is coming from the gamer uh written by jade kings uh this is the article near replicants daredevil trophy is unnecessary and transphobic and i kind of pulled like two bodies of quotes here just because like you know i i will use their words they said it best so quote the trophy slash achievement regarding kane kane i kane. Kane. kane i forgot how to say their name yeah kane. uh regarding kane is been uncovered ahead of release and it's a transphobic crash joke that does her character a monumental disservice square enix needs to do better than this known as quote daredevil the accolade rewards players for uncovering kane's secret as an intersex character by peeking up her clothes and glimpsing at her genitals here's the full trophy description you risk life and limb 10 times to discover someone's secret this paints the very nature of kane's body as something to be hidden away negating much of what the game does to build her into a person worth caring about and then this other quote here is, quote, Once you step back and take in the wider picture, this is clearly a riff on a similar reward found in your automata. If the player positions the camera so it, it peeks up 2B's skirt, she will aggressively push the player away. She's scolding you for being a pervert while also breaking the fourth wall in a fun and creative way. Of course, right? Uh, yes, it sexualized a character who didn't deserve it, but given the wider thematic elements and tone at play, it made sense. Replicant is clearly trying to do the same, but in trying to be funny, it simply ends up being ignorant. End quote. And yeah, I think it's it's kind of a tone deaf trophy to include in a game about like I don't know identity and like really heavier themes. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. And on international stage, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's like a very embarrassing thing to have like out here. Um, yeah, I hope they honestly just take the trophy out like from the game. Just go ahead. You have the ability to do that. Have we seen that before? I don't think so. I was thinking about that. I was like, has a trophy ever been like just? deleted or retracted in some way i don't think i've seen that hmm. uh if anything they might just like change it change the name of it or change like how you earn it or whatever and it's, there's still a trophy there for something for sure discovering a different secret of another upskirt yeah another, another upskirt is <laughs> a different like, upskirt they're like how about this one is this one okay <laughs> you like, gotta no. peek at papola's bits it's while like, she's God. running the town it's like no yoko <laughs> you fucking no dude that's not it that's not it yeah that sucks um and i think that was an interesting pinpoint to where uh, from that quote, over-sexualized character that didn't deserve it. Yeah. 
yeah, this, this feels like a situation like that, too, where it's like, that's definitely not deserved. And even if it's like a joke, it's like, this is nah. And what's funny is, like, I get this is an older game, but, like, did the original have the same tra- I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really speak to what, like, Nier, Gestalt, and Replicant. Was it just original Nier back in the day? Uh, When it came out here, it was just called Nier. Yeah, so I can't really I speak to what those games did back then. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I have no idea what what it did or how it handled it in original, but uh, to say that, like, imagine if it was a different trophy list, they had to recently make the decision to put that in there, yeah. which tells me it's like, well, your fucking, your mentality for that is really, really poor right now, currently, yeah. you making this game. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's upsetting too, but yeah, it kind of, it reminds me of another situation of another, uh, cultish hit well this is far more successful but deadly premonition remember part two? Oh yeah came out had a lot of a lot of parts of the script and story were definitely transphobic yeah and swear is like yeah. oh yeah i'm gonna go in there and fix it right and yeah. i forget what the remedy for that was i think some of the scenes were removed removed or things had like le- like edited in a terrible manner yeah, yeah. I, i've he- i heard somebody i think it was laura kate dale wrote about how shitty like the changes were like it just it doesn't even like um resolve some of it but i i don't know if they've gone back and since done more for yeah. it but that was a i would say that's a worse situation too because that that script also included like dead naming yeah this isn't that but this isn't good chief basically. yeah it's just yeah. kind of like in poor taste and kind of like yeah, just kind of taste. crass as, as the writer said and you know, I get, I get it. Like yeah. near Automata is like, ooh, here's hot Android to be. God, she's sexy. Look at her go, right? And like, yeah, there's a lot to unpack with these games. <laughs> yeah, yes. and it's like, it's a lot of just sexualizing like robots and like you know questionably aged characters. And in this situation, it's like for for them to be an intersex character and that to be a part of their identity. I don't actually know how it gets handled throughout the course of the game if they really touch on it. I yeah, this is the first time I've ever played Nier, yeah. so I'm I, only um, about like 6 hours in, so maybe they go hard into it. I'm interested to see how it handles that. But it's just and maybe it is like just I don't know, maybe it is like an eastern mindset of like maybe they're kind of behind <coughs> in terms of how they view things like, you know, transsexuality and, you know, gender politics and stuff like that. I mean, I, I'm not researched enough to say whether or not that's yeah. like a prevalent thing. Like, I, I honestly I don't, don't know, know but from the output of their media, I have been seeing things, especially in recent times where it's like, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's transphobic yeah. <laughs> or, or the, or this, um, toes the line in a way that's un- uncomfortable. Right. Or some things are played as jokes that, you know, wouldn't be jokes for a Western audience. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen that. That's all I know so far, but yeah. I hope they just go back and fix this. I hope so too. Or have it be one of those things where it's like you just can bypass the trophy altogether. Right. You don't need it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You remember when Automata had a weird, like, you could buy the trophies yeah. system? Jesus Christ. I don't know how much of, like, the in game currency you had to have, but you could buy every trophy in that game. Queer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think because ultimately you can delete your save for the game for a thematic reason yeah and they're like well we have to let you somehow still get those trophies back so that was the concession weird weird things yeah you're too meta y'all too meta yoko what's going on with you keep dude? it on the disc <laughs> god damn it keep it on the disc well we can keep this next like little segment short but we've been yeah, playing that? it like since yesterday you and i yeah i got five ish hours in the clock you yeah a little bit more I'm about seven hours on the clock, but I think I've probably only really played actively for like six. Gotcha. I think it's like I had an hour of it just being on 
So, because I was watching you play Devil May Cry last night and kind of doing other stuff, and I got lost in a few segments here and there where just like the <laughs> level design just kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah, it's definitely from 2010, man. Yeah. yeah so to to give our um, beautiful audience a little recaps, I've uh, played and beaten Near Automata to completion, uh-huh. and I have played some of the Drakengard games. Okay. Definitely the first one, although it's not really needed for this conversation. Mm-hmm. But I'm just letting you know I'm a gamer. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, you haven't beaten Automata, but you've played like a little bit through it, right? Yeah, I think I got like. 15 hours into it oh that's that's more than a little bit yeah 15 I, hours i got a decent way into it and then i got bit. one of the endings by mistake i think it was like the h ending where you blow up the space station oh that's a good one yeah i love that one actually though so the thing here for me is like so yeah i, I wasn't inundated on these games on the ps3 or otherwise i haven't like really taken oh totally missed me the yeah. other media near automata like we always talk about is kind of like <clears throat> kind of like the the i guess commercial penetration for the series of like how you know people got onboarded you said penetration i did i did with like kind of the brand and everything and you know it was fun but the weird thing for me in automata was like i thought it was really fun but like it didn't stick with me like it did for everybody else like i didn't have like this kind of crazy enthusiasm for it i was like cool it's got a lot of interesting gameplay elements like you have a lot of shmuppy elements like you know a la like ikaruga and like the hack and slash combat was cool and i was like oh there's side quests and all this jrpg stuff and it was it was neat but like i never felt like super compelled to go like all in on it yeah but on the flip side with this game i find myself like really engrossed in it i think like i'm just kind of i think way more pulled into this world what do you think that is i don't maybe it's the grounding of like the story with like the brother and sister Hmm. and i think the the kind of world building they're doing is really interesting you know, having kind of this plane of like, hey, there's this civilization, you know, out in the future, fucking, I don't even know what year it would be, like the year 3000 something. <clears throat> and it's kind of being like taken over by like this black scrawl curse virus thing and like how it kind of affects people. And I don't know, I just think the story of like your character near and his sister Yana is pretty interesting. And I, Yona. I Yona. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've heard it said like two different ways in the game, which is weird. But I think their story is just kind of, it's sweet and it's compelling. And, you know, I, I don't know. I like the world a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But otherwise, like for all intents and purposes, it plays the same, you know, the hack and slash combat is like, it's tight as ever. It's still really cool to get in there and hack up like kind of seemingly generic enemies. Yeah. (laughs) It's it, the combat's tight, but uh, I don't want to say bland. I want to say it's safe. Yeah. It's really safe. There's nothing that like really stands out about the base combat. Like, you know, you have a, a deflect button, you can do a counter, like you could do a parry. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Parry feels fine. You can roll around, <laughs> you know. Um, but it, it there's something about it that doesn't feel quite like like it almost needs more challenge to it so far. Sure. I, I find it a, a bit easy. Uh, I don't know if you've been feeling the same way, but I do I do like yeah. the addition of like, you know, you have the Grimoire. Grimori? Yeah. It's a grimoire. The, the grimoire? The grimoire? How do, we, how do I say that fucking word? Help me. <laughs> the grimoire, I think, so he's the called grimoire, grimoire uh, Vice is Vice. his name. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, Vice. So, like, he shows up, he's a, a, a British book, a book that floats. <laughs> yeah. He might be some sort of deity, but uh, he can shoot lasers out of his mouth. Yeah, like dark power. Which was exactly what your robot did yeah. in Automata for, like, framing, you know, the context of it where, like, your bullets came out of that. But he can also summon, like, cool magic and shit. Like, like a hey, giant dark fist. Here's a dark fist. Here's five dark fists. And <laughs> yeah. they'll just hit your enemies or reindeer because you're running through open plains and shit. It, like, it's cool. It, like, But, yeah, there's something about it where it's like, mm, I want a little more challenge from it. Because I remember Automata having some, like, skin of your teeth fights here and there. Yeah, I, th- I think my, <laughs> my problem with Automata was, like, some of the fights did get a little busy for nothing. Mm. Whereas this, like, and maybe because it is, like, you know, like a remake of a game from, like, 2010. Yeah. 
maybe they just kept some of the combat elements the same, which is like for as much as like a visual and like mechanical overhaul as it is for me, a lot of those older plate safe elements and like design things are still very prevalent. Like I feel like we're fighting like kind of very generic samey, like, you know, uh, what are they called? The, not shadows. Um, the shades, the shades. Like, I feel like the shades are like a really generic enemy. Yeah. Um, they were, honestly, they feel like, uh, the nobodies yeah, for the, the most part. From and like, cause there's like, there's small ones and the, even the little shades look like nobodies. Yep. And then and there's like, walk like there's them too. medium ones. Some of them have yeah. shields. Some of them are big guys, you yeah. know? And I was like, yep, that's exactly kingdom hearts. So like that stuff feels super generic, but then like, yeah. you know, the mid level and like kind of end level bosses are cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I had, a boss fight that was like, yo, this is sick, dude. Yeah. And you got to look for opportunities where like some sort of circle radial shows up and you got to hit like damage that do enough damage to that spot before the timer goes off. Yeah. And then their hand explodes and stuff. It's great. It's really cool. Like the visuals are intensely good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, like it's obviously an older game, but they did a great job of like, you know, remaking this where like it looks smooth, runs well. Yeah. I, I, I that's my only like critic. Like I'm playing on normal. Maybe I should have played on hard, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. it changes in the end game. Maybe. Um, or towards like the second half of the game, but I I think it's a beautiful game though. Mm. I think the music too. Like, oh my god, <sighs> the orchestrations Jesus. and like like so many vocal tracks that are just like so lush and beautiful. Right. That I love just like kind of hanging and just like listening to the themes play out. Or like there's the one where you're in the main village and it plays as like kind of a normal like kind of like light acoustic guitar track, and then you kind of roll up on I think her name's Davala who's like singing yeah. and then it layers like vocals on top of the track. And I'm just like, wow, this is really wonderful. And whenever you stop to talk to her, like at the vocals stop in the music yeah. track. And I'm like, that's a really nice touch. That's so. good. And it doesn't stop there. Like when you go out to the North Plains or anywhere else, yeah. it's like banger after banger of like these cool orchestrations. I hear they're like rearrangements of, uh, what the original game's songs, were gotcha. too, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's a, the tough part. Like for a lot of people and us, this yeah. is the first time we're playing, playing near the first near game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have like a comparison, right? Like of what, cause it sounds like they updated a lot of stuff to just make it more like automata, yeah. which is the right recipe of for success is what we're saying here. Yeah. Cause like I heard the combat was fucking God awful in the original. Oh, I can't imagine what it played here. Like. Yeah. So it's that. And then it feels like they're kind of merging ideas of like near Gestalt and the original near together. Right. To kind of make this like cohesive story. Interesting. So like, I would have loved to have like known what all that was like, you know, back in the day, but, but yeah, experience yeah. for the first time is cool. And after I'm done with this, I actually want to replay, uh, automata. Yeah. Same. Do that back to back. Cause like, there's a lot of parallels already. Like I'm playing the game. And I'm like, Oh, it's very reminiscent to, uh, yeah. to that, but it's cool. But it's like a little more lively. Cause there's, you know, living person villagers in this game. Yeah. Whereas Automata was much more desolate. Yeah, know? it's almost like you're kind of like saving humanity in a lot of aspects of that game. Yeah, exactly. And where this one, it's like, hey, you're in like a thriving, or not not thriving, but they're surviving, right? Yeah. You know, something has knocked these people back to being basically like medieval. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're chill, you know, you, you, yeah. you fish, which is fun. <laughs> you the fishing, fish. <laughs> yeah, the fishing's all right. I like the fishing. Actually, did you <laughs> successfully do the fishing thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I I couldn't get it right. I try, I gave it like four or five attempts, and then it does this kind of like joke like transition where it's like two days later, and then it just what automatically the gave me the fish. <laughs> you you couldn't do the fish. No. I got it after the fact where I was like, what am I getting wrong about this? What was wrong? What you just pull away from the fish? Don't worry about it. Okay, I don't know how to fish. 
<laughs> I found that chicken egg, by the way. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah, Go check the fountain out by the library. I have been. Yeah, yeah, but there's like a pillar with a shadow behind it. You just go up to the pillar, there'll be a little interactable there. Oh. You won't actually okay. be able to see the egg. Gotcha. It's a PS3 game, Daniel. Okay, okay, wow. The egg is in your mind. <laughs> egg is in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun, though. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's great. I think um, I think uh, Kaine is a super interesting character. I'm oh, a little, yeah. Uh, I love their inclusion of, in the game. And, like, when you get them in your party, too, it's really right. cool. She is completely, like, basically in her underwear. That's strange so far. Let's not even just say underwear. She's, like, in, like, the skimpiest, like, angel baby lingerie. And then yeah. she has, like, th- these panties that, like, have no... Ba- it's just lace. It's like, just you lace. can literally see her, like, yeah, ass yeah, crack. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just like, what? I'm confused. <laughs> but, and I'm just like, yep, that's a near thing, right? I was like... The, the, uh, Automata had a lot of shit like this too, yeah. but all right. I d- what I don't know though is if the game has um, multiple endings, y- like replayability in that. Like, oh, I'm, I think it does. Like, or but does it change who you're playing as? Kind of as uh, Automata did. Oh, because yeah, remember, like, that you, I don't know. You can do a playthrough of Automata and be playing as uh, two. Was it two B or who's who's the dude? JD, JD Salinger, two D, two F, one B, letter number, <laughs> boy near. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, boy, boy near Actually, bot. That all that confuses me too. Yeah. So like everybody's near. <laughs> no, 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 he, <laughs> no, the boy one. I'm just calling him no, boy near. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm talking about the sequel. No, I'm I'm saying like the the main characters are yeah. they're referred to in a lot of cases as near. Like our character is called near, and then there's the character like Papa near that everybody talks about. Who's Papa near? He's from Gestalt. Oh yeah 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 okay yeah. I was just thinking like Automata. Nobody's called near. No no no. Okay, well, see, that's how you confused me. Okay, well, I'm sorry I confused you. Yeah, well, I got the fucking pollen sickness. You got the pollen sickness, dude. <laughs> I'm enjoying it so far. I definitely want to see where it goes, mm-hmm. and it's exciting because like this feels like the first like new game of the year that I've played. Like, granted, I'm playing like P5 Strikers, but like, you know, this this feels kind of like I don't know, like oh shit, like the first like kind of like 2021 game. That's really exciting, and it's got mm-hmm. me excited for like the rest of the year of games too. So, oh yeah, because you didn't play Outriders. No, I didn't play Outriders. Okay. No. I, I was like, this is the first new game of the year. Yeah. Kevin says so. <laughs> I played a few other things here. I guess we no. played Rise. Uh, fuck it. Redact the statement. That's a new one, too. Yeah. I like the game a lot. Excited like to see too. where it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me too. Me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We should get into the little topic here. What's the topic, dude? Mortal Kombat! Oh, my God, guys. Mortal Kombat 2021. This is a review within a news episode because there's no structure or meaning anymore. No, we don't care. Uh, it is a film. <laughs> <laughs> it is an hour and 50 minutes. It is rated R. It is bloody. It has characters and magic and green screens galore. Yeah. And a blood dagger. Don't forget that. And a blood dagger. I, I liked it a lot. There was enough good for me to be like, yep, they did a pretty decent job, but there was also enough like bewildering or mm, we'll just say bad that I was like, mm, structure wise and like character wise, there's some stuff that didn't work for me that kind of held me back. Because like I'm coming from it as a fan of like the games through and through. I actually know the lore. I yeah. like the lore. I, <laughs> I get excited when you actually call him Bihan and Hanzo Hisashi instead of, uh you know, by their character names, yeah. like their code names. I, I, I love names. that shit. Yeah, yeah, I love that shit. So I think there's other things that could have worked for me. The biggest, my biggest complaint is that I don't think you needed Cole Young. I don't think you needed to do that. Oh, no, he's such a stupid nothing buy-in yeah. protagonist. Right, and that's like a lack of trust in your audience, right? They're like, we need an audience in to explain Mortal Kombat. And it's like, 
dude, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're already there. You literally did it in like the transitioning title card of like, Earthrealm is in peril. <laughs> like they have to fight in this this tournament to save Earthrealm. Right, like, you cool, nailed it. That. You nailed it. But yeah. overall, I really enjoyed it. What what? How did you feel about Mortal Kombat? High level opinions. Sir. Oh man. Well, yeah. We'll go into spoilers probably yeah. pre- pretty hard. I think it's going to be kind of a shorter review than some of our sure. full on review episodes, obviously, because we don't want to like keep somehow guys shorter than the Monster Hunter review. Somehow shorter. That doesn't make sense. Um, I was I was really looking forward to this movie. Um, I think it it gives video game movies a good name. Um, I. I, I thought it was great. I had a fun time with it. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, just a stupid fun romp at times. And it's kind of like how um, Godzilla versus King Kong was for me, where it's like, just don't take it too seriously. Have fun yeah. with the fun moments and just kind of enjoy it as like a kind of what would be like a just the sort of movie you go to the theater, eat popcorn to, and just fucking like enjoy like all in. Yeah. And yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. There's some stupid parts to it for sure. I think some of like the on the nose, like, you know, taglines in the script flawless or, victory. yeah like kano got yeah. a flawless victory i'm just yeah. like all right yeah sure you're kind of wanking off with this one <laughs> it's 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 like those <coughs> excuse me it's like those moments of cheese like are appreciated and then there's moments of super cheese where you're like okay yeah. you went overboard you, you you did it too much yeah and that was one of those moments yeah i think there's like plenty of like fanfare moments that really do work for me and it really kind of just comes off in like the characters themselves how they get characterized yeah getting to see their move sets like in a movie like outside of the games was really cool right um the fights were great the fights were great yeah i, I enjoyed a lot of the fight choreography and yeah i thought it was um I think it was serviceable looking at the rest of the Mortal Kombat films, which sure. is kind of like whatever. Yeah. Um, but there are two things that kind of like bummed me out. And it was one of the buy-ins of, of Cole, which yeah. like Cole Young is Felt like unneeded. such a nothing protagonist. And then the also kind of the other buy-in of like the fact that you think your audience doesn't understand like magic or like kind of the fact that people could have powers or elder gods could exist. Right. And you have to explain it away with like, arcana and like that and kind of getting like beating you over the head with it and i'm just like they could have just been like you know superhumans are powerful mm-hmm. in their own respect like you didn't really need to explain it through this fucking dragon tattoo yeah it ends up feeling like one of the most generic like script devices yeah right it's like you know i i'm, I'm kind of okay with the fact that like some people just have magic yeah right there's there's also two separate movies in here for me, and I think like the bookend portion of the movie is really great. I wish we actually got more of that, yeah. Like the Scorpion yeah. versus Sub Zero story, and then everything in between of like, hey, here the here's all these Earth Realm people, here's Shang Tsung's people, and they're gonna fight. <laughs> yeah, know? here's his Outworld gang. Here's our little Earthy gang. Yeah. You know, here's our little pockets. Here's our dynamics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It definitely. I I agree with that comment. It feels like two. I won't say two different movies, but I feel like... Like two simultaneous movies. But just two simultaneous movies, and one of those movies is, like, really doing it for me. Yeah. And then the other movie is pretty much doing it for me, and it's much longer, though. Yeah. And I'm just like, ugh. For I need those other parts a little bit more. For its length, though, I gotta say, like, it never felt long, where it's mm. like, if there was a moment that was dragging, it literally got whisked away in the next second. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Like, it, its pacing was pretty good for me. Dude, this mo- this movie's about fighting, right? Yeah. And, like, literally any time that I found myself getting just, like, slightly bored, we launch into a fucking fight. Yeah. And I'm not bored anymore. Because, nope. like, the editing's just like, hmm, there's one point in this fucking movie where there's, like, like 14 fights going on at once yeah like it's it is much it's like for some reason i'm like huh how did we like get all the way to avengers infinity war yeah right that's how i felt 
I was like, we walked our all like our happy ass just far and away, five movies down to this ultra fight. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, which isn't even like in the third act. It's like kind no, of dude, like it's, the end of the second act. It's like, like the end of like it's the second act um, problem starter yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's super interesting, but yeah, I, overall. There is certain characters that I like more than others, and I think there was maybe some like weaker. I mean, some performances just didn't really land it. I don't know where I'm at with Sonya Blade. I think I've never really appreciated her in any of the media, especially like Mortal Kombat's nine, ten, eleven. I'm just like, yeah, sure. And I think maybe a lot of that is kind of weighed down by uh, Ronda Rousey's performance, where I just don't really like her. Oh, I hated her in MK11. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And like, I, they do a fine job with her. It's just it's weird seeing her in this kind of like covert role of like hey i am for the last seven years i've been studying mortal Kombat archaeology and learning about all these different realms and like all this stuff is this what special forces does (laughs) yeah is this what the the special forces is committed to yeah it's like like, nobody else wants it because like she has a moment too like i i I called it out immediately she was just like yeah we discovered that there's other worlds other realms other species and it's just like like you knew and Jax are the only two that are in the know of this shit dude and Kano you don't think of like writing like a report or something just be like hey there's like uh lizard people and an outworld and shit there's an elder god with a hat who can fucking do lightning from his fingertips there's uh there's Iceman Jack Frost over here can cause a fucking like tsunami in Tucson like you should really need to you need to get this done you need to fucking figure this out right but But, apparently not no I, I get you though like her characterization was kind of like 50 50 for me yeah um i would say that for so a lot of the characters really did work for me kano who like fucking stole the show he stole the show like every scene he's in like there's maybe like one joke that really didn't land for me but for the most part i'm like wow you're really charming and funny and (laughs) i didn't expect you to get such a big part Um, (laughs) he got a huge part yeah yeah i I told you before i was like he got the johnny cage role basically because he's like the comic relief and he's a villain at the same time uh, what an interest like it actually ended up being one of the more interesting dynamics that like really worked and that's why kind of like it it was so overpowering that you know sonya didn't really get that many great bits in comparison yeah. right and then Jax was out of the running like really quickly in the story we'll get in the spoilers in a second yeah. right but um, I, w- I will say um so the one thing that i want to call out is how little scorpion is used despite the fact that how much of the plot and backstory revolves around revolves around it yeah and it's a little disappointing like sub-zero gets a a hell of a lot of play in the movie yeah i love that yeah he's like this ever looming he's like mr x yeah he's always coming he's a fucking problem wherever (laughs) he shows up like there's there's ice and hell (laughs) it's terrible and i love that i love that they made him like the biggest menace for all intents and purposes he is the villain of the film yeah right but he just happens to be like working for like shang shang or whatever the fuck's going on yeah right yeah i think like their their moments like scorpion and sub-zero in the beginning are great because you get some like really good like characterization and like kind of this is their history mm-hmm. and then yeah you're right like scorpion outside of like i don't know the end caps of the film doesn't really get much else play and i mean sub-zero doesn't really talk <laughs> either <laughs> no, like he's just kind of there being no a he said i am sub-zero yeah, okay. did you hear it sure. did you hear it okay well let's let's jump into the fucking spoilers now yeah let's get into it all right i i love how this movie started it actually was a surprising way to like set off this this the, this thing and it actually gives the it i don't know it, it gave it like a higher air this is a weird comparison, but you remember how, like, the first fucking, like, 20 minutes of Man of Steel were, like, all on Krypton? Yeah. 
and it was like a different movie. That's how this kind of felt, where it was like, oh, wow, you're setting up something bigger that makes this universe feel kind of like large. Yeah. And I then f- we move on to the, the, the actual plot. Basically. I forget, what year is it? 1617. 1617. So, yeah. yeah, and then they do this massive like 400 plus year time jump. Yeah, tomorrow um, day, yeah. But that... I don't know that beginning like seven minutes of them being in like this kind of feudal Japan, like it really worked for me. And I, yeah. I honestly, I even told you, I was like, I could see a whole movie set like this. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it, it was definitely like what I wanted more of, or at least the dynamic that happened yeah. there. Cause like, so you have Hanzo living out his life. He's got his wife, his kids, his little, yeah. his little, um, you know, a little Hamlet tuck his, away. Yeah. Little, little home, beautiful home out in the it's woods. It's a nice home. Yeah. On the forest. It's beautiful. He's right? out there tending the crops, loving and, his wife. Yeah. He's got a little baby, a little baby as well and he's like all right i'm gonna go get some buckets of water i'm i love i love you and then we get a little cutaway right of uh his wife just like smiling god damn i love that i love that holy shit Shit. this motherfucker is so good when he tells me to get over here i come right but then she she's using his little sphere to like garden oh right right. the kanai because they actually there's a historical fact here uh, the Kanai were used for gardening before they were adopted for oh. violence. <laughs> That's a Kevin fact. I didn't know that. Oh, I read it from the IMDb for this. I should have that open, actually, because yeah. there were some interesting things there. Yeah, that Very part was things. was really neat. And then he's out there doing his thing, and then Sub-Zero just shows up, right? Bihan! In this kind of, like, cool garb. Yo, that garb is awesome. It yeah. looks great. Played by uh, Joe Taslim, fucking crushing the, the villainy yep. of this role, Yeah. Oh, he was he was awesome. He's great in Warrior, by the way. I gotta watch he's, that. He's a big, big player in uh, Warrior, which is getting a season three. Oh, very Hell nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But he's here to kind of avenge, like, the Lin Kuei for whatever reason. I don't know what happened. They yeah, don't he just hates the, uh, the Shiru Riai. I forget the name of yeah. uh, Scorpion's clan, but he's like, yep, exterminated all of you, dude. <laughs> yeah. And he comes out here and he does just all this fucking ice havoc on these people. Right. It's insane to see like him like flex and use his moves and just kind of like destroy like this fucking village of like ten or so people. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of ridiculous, right? Um, and then he ends up icing uh, Scorpion's whole family. That was sad, actually. Like when yeah. when Hanzo comes up after like he just kind of figures out something happened, and you see them kind of frozen together, like the the wife's holding Horrific. The, the elder child, yeah, because um, the baby got like saved and held on oh yeah the floorboard. I forgot. Yeah. yeah they put the baby in the floorboard and yeah. then Bihan was like all right i'm gonna threaten you da, 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 da. yeah uh yeah yeah so he shows up in that <laughs> and then we get the bloodiest fucking introduction to the movie's action oh, where so yeah we have um hanzo just cutting it up and he, he fucking gets the kanai puts a rope around it and then becomes you know the infamous yeah scorpion like the precursor man. to yeah, 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 yeah scorpion so pretty pretty fucking sick some of the some of the gore they do not hold back he definitely like just takes a man's arm and yep. puts a fucking spear in somebody's head yep there's there's some good uh good some bloody bloody here yeah all right they got that right finally and their fight chore- choreography like really worked for me yeah i was like this is neat so okay so it it was it was good but some of the fights did lack like some good crunch or some good setup, and I, I did notice like the editing like didn't trust oh, sure. didn't trust their actors enough for whatever reason. Probably because like maybe they didn't get the great shots, but yeah. they would cut away too fast on some shit. Where it was like, dude, hold the fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like all the the Joe Tassel and stuff like worked because like you could tell he does a lot of zone stunts uh he does and the director <laughs> had to ask him to slow down because his moves were too fast for the camera oh shit yep motherfucker wow. knows some shit <laughs> yeah. yeah so like i feel all of his fights like they definitely stayed on a bit longer and like mm. all that stuff really worked like there there are two fights the beginning one and the end one i'm like oh this is awesome right uh, but yeah some of the other ones i'm like eh, 
it? Like the Goro Cole fight later on. I'm just like, we'll get okay. We'll talk yeah. about it. We'll jump around. But, but I, I just wanted to talk about this intro because yeah. it was so fucking good. And then Sub Zero, you know, has a fight with Hanzo and ends up, you know, besting the dude right and stabs him with his own kunai. Yep. In the shoulder for some reason, and acts like it kills him. It's weird. Like it was, it was too high for me. I wanted it to be like in a lump. Have you ever been? Have you ever been stabbed in the shoulder? It hurts. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. But would it, would it kill you? Like, I don't know. Some, some hurts like, make me want to die. Well, I think I'm right because we cut away. Like Bihan's like, I've done it. I've killed the clan, and he walks away. And then oh, Hanzo wakes up. So I'm like, yeah, dude, because you got stabbed in the shoulder. You didn't get stabbed in the lung. Yeah. <laughs> right. But he ends up dying anyway. Right. I guess that's what happens to yeah. him. Well, he's still alive. The thing is, like, he's he's kind of like crawling away, and then he gets dragged to hell. Yeah, he goes to hell. So, like, because he's got the dragon mark. Yeah. So, like, I guess he didn't really die. No, but wouldn't the dragon mark just go to Sub Zero? It did go to Sub Zero. We just don't see it ever happen. I guess that's what happened. I, I don't guess know. maybe well, they both had. It. We set see, up this. Here's mark. the thing: like, we the... set up this mark as like the most important thing in the movie. Yeah, and it it really gets like carried out in every scene afterwards. Like, it's such <laughs> right. an important talking point for everyone. <laughs> yeah, and I can't tell if it's like okay, well, you obviously have some characters that have it, but then it also transfers to people who like kill the other who yeah, has if it. Yeah, if, if you had it and I killed you, yeah. I got it. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like all right. So and then one day I have a superpower. Yeah, what's the hard logic of like what we're playing with here? It, it's so strange. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so strange how they set that up. But like, I'm not you. You're not even sure like how it relates in that one scene. And then we move on. We meet Cole Young in modern day. Yeah, Cole Young is an MMA fighter and he sucks. That's his yeah. whole. That's his whole thing. His whole bit is he's just bad at fighting. He gets paid two hundred dollars a fight to lose. Basically, <laughs> actually, we see him lose like ninety percent of the movie. Yes, just get his ass kicked. He's a, he's a <laughs> professional loser. Like he's really good at like losing every fight that he gets in it's amazing yeah. there's a point in the movie where raiden's just like go home <laughs> he <laughs> go see your family he's like go see your family get the fuck out of here dude you are not a protagonist <laughs> when raiden shows up and says something like that you know you've got it bad yeah you fucked up dude that's a thunder god yeah that's i mean granted god. like you wouldn't be here today without raiden so i guess sure. he like he he can say whatever the fuck that's he true because raiden saved the baby yeah. the hanzo baby uh from the floor yes and, and you know the which I guess would have been like quake. Cole's like great 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 grandmother or something. Whatever was going yeah. on there, I have no I have no idea. But Cole, you know, gets yeah. he has the mark too, right? So he's, he's got the dragon mark. How do we get him from like the gym fighting and losing to like Sonya and Jax? Okay, so here's here's what happens after Cole loses that fight. Cole has a family. He's got a beautiful wife. He's I think that's his daughter, or maybe that's his wife's daughter. Yeah, I think that's what it is. The way that they have conversations, I'm just like, that's his wife's daughter, but not his daughter. But she's also like his towel boy. Listen, man, a family could be anything, right? Could be a loser fighter and his uh, beautiful wife and her, her daughter. Yeah, yeah, could be two guys and a cat. Could it, be all of us listening right now. <laughs> We're all a family right now, listening to MK. Yeah, that that was a weird thing too. Yeah. Like honestly, like his not daughter, like being in his corner, like kind of like giving him the towel and like giving him like fighting tips. My mind did such a weird like I was like try, for some reason I was really trying to figure out that relationship because they weren't like saying it. So I was like, is that his sister? <laughs> That is sick, because he's a young guy. Yeah. And they're, like, chummy. Like, he was chummy with his daughter. (laughs) And I was just like, wait. (laughs) Anyway, I guess we cleared it up. Sure. (laughs) Well, here's what happened. So he's he's out there. He loses his fight. Uh, His maybe daughter, maybe... (laughs) 
His maybe daughter with his defo wife. <laughs> yeah, with his defo wife, maybe daughter. She's making a bracelet. Very tasteful. Yellow and black, by the way. Oh. That's Scorpion's nice. coloration. Okay? And then Jax walks up and he's like, hey, these are my huge arms. <laughs> these are my huge human arms. He walks up and goes like, hey, man, my favorite thing about life is having arms. Anyway, I'm Jax. Uh, can I see your tattoo? He's like, you got a cool dragon tattoo. Yeah. Right? And he was like, no, it's a birthmark. And he shows his birthmark. And it's That's weird. Not a fucking birthmark. And it's raised. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure, you were born with it. It's like a branding, yeah. basically. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, it's pretty cool. It's really, really wild, like Jack says. But no, Jack, Jack's is there for other motives. He's a part of an elite task force of at least two people. Yeah. Okay. Led by Sonya Blade. And they're on the know of this fucking Mortal Kombat business, all right? So later on. Uh, Cole's getting some, I don't know, ice cream or whatnot and fries with his beautiful family. And then it starts snowing. It starts snowing in July, Daniel. What state were they in? I have no idea, but a state that you would be surprised it's snowing in July. Because we were joking. We're like, oh, it's, it's snowing in California. Yeah, I was just like, is this L.A.? Yeah. Is this downtown L.A.? No, the whole movie was shot in Australia. Oh, to accommodate All of Kano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he didn't have to fly anywhere. They knew he would be, like, had the most lines in the script, yeah. so they were like, yeah, let's not, you know, fly this guy anymore. But, yeah, of course it's not snowing. <laughs> it's, it's Bihan, baby! It's problematic Sub-Zero here to cause an issue for everyone in the scene, because rather than being the ninja that he is from the video games yeah. and just, I don't know make an ice spear and kill his target immediately and walk away as a ninja, he decides to act like a fucking DC villain and just have an ice storm going on outside that he attacks his fucking (laughs) restaurant and like nails a dude in the face with an ice (laughs) and Cole gets away going like, what the fuck? But Jax picks up the whole family and goes, I got you guys. And then he lifts up his shirt and goes, well, first, look at my arm. Second, look at my my birthmark. Look at my birthmark. It's no birthmark. You're chosen. He's like, chosen for what, motherfucker? (laughs) And then we learn about Mortal Kombat and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much like on the fly really quick. On the fly real quick. And I don't know if this if this is the point where he's like, you gotta go find Sonya Blade. Yes. Yeah. And then Jax... Uh, pursues... Pursues Sub-Zero. And what is probably like one of the coolest fights, I think. It is, but I will say it is interesting that most of this movie takes place in either a warehouse yeah. or literally like Sonya's like trailer park. Yep. And it... It it kind of takes away from some of the mysticism of the series because we do go to Outworld and every time we do it's on a green screen and it sucks and it looks weird. Yeah, like it's on like a fucking bridge and Shang like that's Shang Shung's office by the way. He's like I'm just on a bridge with no roof yeah. and I only have a chair and I just sit here and think. And Sub Zero's like walking up on it and it's just like oh this looks so. Did you get a gate. It's like did you run out of budget for these <laughs> or what, what what's going on here? Yeah, but otherwise because otherwise Outworld is just like a desert. Yeah. Right. I felt it really yeah. weird and kind of like uninspiring because I feel like Outworld and like at least the games like yeah there's like a desert but you go to like this fucking like dome or yeah like the, this arena where like you fight know, arena Shao yeah. Kahn's arena yeah yeah there's yeah like, he there's, has a fucking throne room and everything there's, there's cool geography in Outworld yeah. and whatnot but yeah whatever whatever yeah it's so the movie had a budget I think of like ninety ninety million right? ninety million might have been like ninety five ninety seven million somewhere in that range and I think it uses most of the budget pretty well but you can tell the spots where it kind of ran out of budget because like yeah. some of the cg and like background effects are kind of like ooh, this is this is rough there's that, a there's a jack's fight later that yeah. is just rough on the eyes it's, yeah, it's for sure when he has the small arms <laughs> yeah we've got a little, little okay well so, hang but on. it's it's yeah. not as bad as some like the effects that was like in the original mortal kombat movie like nothing sure. as embarrassing as like reptile sure and definitely not as embarrassing as a green screening in uh, annihilation yeah. which was 
almost 100% of that film. But so this Jax fight, like it's cool. Cause you see like Sub-Zero, like really showcasing his moves. He does the ice decoy where like he jumps out and leaves like an ice version of himself behind. Hmm. And that was pretty neat. Cause like that happens in the games. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you get this really intense altercation and then they kind of get into like a, like a, Oh, we're doing like one of those wrestling kind of struggle holds. And Sub-Zero's like, well, I'm Sub-Zero. I can fucking freeze my way to the situation. I can just freeze through this. And he starts freezing up. Jax's arms both of them at the same time and basically like you start to see the blood start to bubble and blister as like he coats his arms with ice and then he just shatters his arms yep and kicks him off this fucking like well, I don't even hang know on. This, like, hang this, on you act this like this it was like this This was a little more intimate than that was it this was an kiss? intimate moment dude I just rewatched this moment okay alright All right. Pay, what happens is fuck, Jax his arms are gone they're like they're on like some sort of weird precipice here sure. right like they're in a abandoned building and <laughs> Jax falls to his knees and Sub-Zero sidles on up real close to Jax and just puts his his hand ever so lovingly on his fucking shoulder and just pushes him off. <laughs> but it was weird because like he got real up in this yeah. dude's face, like right up to his... He was like, need a hand? <laughs> and just threw him and then he like looks down and it's pretty rad. Yeah. Um, yeah, that whole fight was pretty pretty gruesome. But it was, like, yeah, horrifically gruesome. But, yeah. Uh, beyond that, we meet Kano, because we go back to Sonya Sonya's compound, yeah. her trailer park compound. And she has Kano tied up, because he is a chosen one as well. And she is not. That's a big thing. That's a sticking point. Mm. She She's not. Jax is, because yeah. he killed some, some bitch that she mentions in Exposition. Yeah, in some war they were in. Right. But um, what happened? Oh, yeah. A reptile shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's some, like, pretty intense, like, back and forth, like, exposition between, like, Kano, yeah. uh, Cole, and Sonya. And this is where we get kind of the thing <coughs> where she says, I've been looking for marked ones for, like, the last seven years. And, like, here is kind of the precipice of the plot of Mortal Kombat. Like, Earth Realm is in peril. We have to fight in this tournament gather all these people. Boom. Um, and then, yeah, Reptile shows up. You got to imagine that, like, Shang Tsung probably sent him. Well, you know, he's, he, he, he told Sub-Zero, he's like, oh, send Send Styrofoam. Oh, yeah. Send Sleestack. Yeah, he had a weird name. <laughs> he had a weird, like, Cizo, Cizo crack. Send Caesar to, to <laughs> yeah, kill Sonya like Blade. That. And I'm just like, I wasn't aware that Reptile had an actual name, but yeah, yeah it makes sense. Sure. You know? But they make him, like, this actual, like, mm. gruesome-looking reptile. They did. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is not too different than the interpretation from the 1995 film. Yeah, true. But, like, he just happened to land in a statue of a ninja and then became a ninja himself. Yes. Which, looking back, makes so much sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just makes all the sense in the world. I guess if you were, like, a chameleon, it would make yeah. sense. <laughs> well, he wasn't chameleon. He, like, he actually brought, like, light. Like, he filled it with bugs for some reason. It was a weird thing. Anyway. Huh. But this was just a reptile creature that was walking on yeah. walls and can go invisible. And it was attacking everybody. And fucking uh, Sonya's throwing knives to see where he's at. Yeah. Landing him in and then threw, you know, Kano's knife at his fucking, his leg. Yeah. His own leg. And he's, he's cursing and he's cracking jokes. Yeah. And it's hilarious. And reptile's out here spitting fucking acid right. and breath everywhere. And it hits like the ceiling at one point. It starts dripping down. And Kano's like, oh, well, I'm tied up. I got these cuffs. I'm going to use the acid to fucking, you know, get free. What a dangerous way to free. do that. That was like dripping. It. What if, how do he you, saw an opportunity. What if you like, you got it right on your fucking wrist, though? <laughs> you think fucking Kano cares about getting an acid burn? Yeah, man. He doesn't give a shit. He was the leader of the Black it. Dragon, dude. He would wear it like a fucking badge of honor. I, okay, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But like, it would hurt so much. Sure. So much. Well, he does, he does get slashed in the goddamn face. Yeah. Like, real bad. You never even hear him say, ouch, when that happens. He goes, oh, ouch, mate. Yeah, well, he does say mate at the end. He yeah. does say mate. But yeah, so they he ends up fucking just punching that thing's heart out. 
They didn't even do anything to soften him up. No, he literally punches through this lizard's <laughs> sternum. Like it was easy. Like, yeah. oh, of course, that's the reptile's weakness. <laughs> His fucking chest, for some reason. The karate reptile. Do we get a, a quippy line when he does this? Like, um, Kano wins? Or yeah, he, he actually says, Kano wins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the good. kind of on-the-nose stuff where, like, when they do it, like, a few more times after that, and I'm like, all right, I get why you're doing it, but I'll... you don't need to. <laughs> I'll let them have that one. Yeah. But anyway, they go on this search for Raiden's temple, right? Yes. Raiden has a fucking temple on Earth, and it's uh, great, I guess. Yeah. And only Kano knows. I they, don't know where it is. I've they no drive idea. out to it, and then they start walking out to it, and then they meet, like, Liu Kang in the middle, like, kind of somewhere. Yeah, he, <laughs> he shows up in one scene, and he is the prettiest man on Earth. Oh, yeah. For some reason. I love when they do the first kind of, like, silhouette <laughs> from behind, and they get the hair right, like, that kind of right. big Japanese hair. Oh, my God, it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he looked like he was stepping out of a fucking advertisement, basically. <laughs> but, uh, so we got Liu Kang, we also meet um, Kung Lao oh, God, as yeah, well, yeah. which is cool. Uh, who is <laughs> another aggressively handsome man, like together, and they're cousins. I forget who I said he looked like. He looked like an Asian somebody. Ryan Gosling is what Yes, said. An, an Asian Ryan Gosling. He had right. like these perfect like cheekbones, too, <laughs> like this great jaw definition. I don't Here, know. Here's a fun thing I learned about these uh, two. Uh, they were part of Jackie Chan's uh, like training group. Okay, cool. Yeah, the, I, I forget what they call it. Like the, the, fuck. They're a fighting troop. Yeah, part of the fighting troop. They yeah. trained under on, in that group. So they're both from that, which is pretty cool. So let me get this right. So Kung Lao and uh, Liu Kang, right? Are they both of same descent? Like, are they both like Japanese, both Chinese? Yes, they're okay. they're Japanese. Okay. You want me to look up Liu Kang? Yeah. Did you look up the first thing? I couldn't find it. Okay. It was oh, I could have just done search in the page. They're Chinese from okay. Earth Realm. So they're they're Chinese and they're from Earth Realm. Uh, Liu Kang is from Henan, China. Oh. Okay, cool. Well, I like their their interplay a lot. I think like they have some of the I don't know more earnest moments. And honestly, like this is the point where I realized I probably would have liked the framing from one of them more than from Cole. Right, like you could have given a lot of like the backstory stuff to Liu Kang and just been fine. Been fine. Like interweave that. Like, yeah, what 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 if Liu Kang had a family? That'd be cool. Yeah, sure. He could have been a descendant of uh hanzo just like anybody else or yeah yeah remixed it that way it's like oh that's a descendant okay yeah yeah. just anything cole just felt like an unnecessary addition when we could have gotten somebody else in there like pretty fun yeah but you know it was fine enough but yeah yeah so the raiden's temple stuff is interesting like raiden i never got the like thunder god like in kind of imposing nature from him like he like, he was one of the ones that felt like just a guy in a costume. Yeah. There's a few people that feel like a guy in a costume. And two, he's one of them. Yeah. Two of them actually kind of bummed me out because I thought they could have been really cool characterizations. Yeah. Him and Shang Tsung. Yeah. I actually thought Shang Tsung's, like, the actor's interpretation of that character was really weak for me. Really weak. And in, in order to make him sound more menacing, they would have, like, a modulation on his voice. Yeah. Like, a weird echo. And I was like, what, what are you doing? I forget. You said the actor was from... Dark Knight dark knight yeah he was the guy that the joker specifically said like oh he's a squealer yeah and i'm like yeah so you're gonna get in the place of shang <laughs> so i don't know like yeah, they could have done i think a little bit more to lean into those roles because like raiden is an elder god right yeah yeah yes yeah. you gotta make that presence kind of like both ominous fearful like kind of everything all in one and yeah. i just don't think he carried the nuance of it at all they, they just felt like guys in costumes yeah unfortunately yeah um yeah, yeah he was he was okay 
I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought I like Raiden a lot in the games, and it just all of it kind of fell flat for me. So um, we got a lot of um, so training scene mo- montages and such. Actually, right? roll back. We get immediately. I don't know if it's like they run a lab or like a science facility, but we find Jax there without his arms. Oh yeah, they found yeah. Jax. They're like, hey, we got Jax here, and we decided to put some like little tiny metal arms on him and there's a weird logic here where they're like oh what happened to you and it's like oh my arms got fucking destroyed but ice the ice cauterized the wounds and i'm like what do you mean the ice cauterized the wounds yeah you took a huge issue with this listen dude ice when it's cold enough burns not enough to cauterize like fire does oh for sure it does i'm not a fucking scientist but i know that's wrong no man frostbite (laughs) it'll cauterize your wounds man yeah absolutely stupid please i'm what did i say during the movie i said that if your arm ever gets lopped off i'm gonna take some dry ice and i'm gonna cauterize that bitch i'm gonna get in there and i'm gonna cure you brother i appreciate it yeah absolutely but yeah he's got these tiny arms and of course he's very depressed (laughs) about this stupid looking (laughs) so dumb yeah they're tiny cg arms and he's like i'm i can't fight with these and he tries like train with sonia a few times and he's like you know and i I actually like their interplay because they actually did sell the whole like hey we've been you know working together forever i'm i'm the major and lieutenant lieutenant blade i don't know military ranks i wasn't in the military anyway (laughs) (laughs) but um so he gets very depressed that he you know can't use his uh his his arms he's like it's not me and then she basically goes when i trained under you you said if i gave into my pain i'm an idiot and i'm dumb and i suck and i think that's what you're doing right now and he goes huh you trying to say something there (laughs) 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 it was really funny (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you really nailed that exchange yeah yeah, yeah. that's that basically what happened dude and then <laughs> so the the awkward like kind of cg green screen stuff is yeah. very very visible with Jax and the training sequences very much visible especially when Jax. he has to hold things um and then we get some other fight training sequences with cole and kung lao yeah which i like seeing those a lot like seeing him fuck kung lao do like all those hat tricks oh yeah yeah he's fucking him up kung yeah. lao's so cool in this movie he's very cool yeah, he's very fucking cool and he gets like probably the greatest kill oh yeah like in the whole film uh eventually but yeah what, what happens they get like bombarded right well no first of all first of all the arcana yes kano gets his superpower because apparently having <sighs> the dragon mark is like puberty eventually and he has a heated argument with Liu Kang and, and Kung Lao at dinner. Yeah. And because they're calling him a bitch and a complainer. <laughs> and he, I mean, he is a bit of a complainer. Like, he is a lot of a complainer, yeah. but, like, literally Kung Lao, like, fucking, like, just goes, like, you are so worthless. Yeah. Shitty. Terrible. In Australia. Oh, like, he, he just kept on going, like, yeah. beating into this man. With the main through line being, like, you're not worthy to be... A, yeah. a, a bearer of the mark of course kano freaked out but when he freaked out he had a laser eye yeah that was a weird moment for me. yeah i don't in the games wasn't it like a metal like, like a cyber thing? like thing. he had a cyber eye i don't know it doesn't matter yeah. we're, we're playing but, fast and loose here but right? i i kind of logic it away because i was like well cyclops you know the beauty right. cyclops from x-men he just he has raw laser eyes <laughs> you know so you don't always need a cybernetic sometimes you can just do it i like that you choose to use the derogative version of mutant <laughs> the <beauty. laughs> like j- just to downplay him a little bit more okay yeah. right on right on 
so I was like, all right, well, cool, whatever. He's got his power now. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Um, he does some interesting kind of like moves and like damage with it, like in that right. fight against him. But that's yeah. true. That's true. So what happens? They get bombarded by Shang Tsung because yeah. he's like, we don't fight fair. We won nine tournaments because we're assholes. Yeah. So by Shang Tsung, Melina, who looks really dope. Right, Melina. Yeah. Oh my good. god. Actually, we see like a, a teaser of Katana's like fan. Yeah, in the, in the temple. And yeah. I wish we got her. because And Shinnok's cool. uh, necklace is what yeah. Kano tries to steal. Yeah. yeah. So that's a cool moment. But yeah, so it's him, her, uh, Cabal's there. Uh, Reiko, who doesn't look anything like his appearance. I have no idea who Reiko is. He's from is. part four. Okay. Reiko is like, he was like Shao Kahn's second in command. And he eventually, uh, in one of his endings, took over Outworld. But Reiko sucks. They even killed him in the fucking comic books because they're like, Reiko sucks. Mm. Yeah. So, and they killed him in this movie because yeah. Reiko sucks. <laughs> yeah. He actually has one of the coolest deaths. Yeah, he does. He does, for sure. We'll get there. And but then I, we got Natara. I, lo- I love this, like, this this mob squad <laughs> that Shang Tsung has. Like, these are my, this is my crew right here. Yeah. And only one of them is, like, the super badass, which is Sub-Zero. And the rest are like, yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, it's literally, like, Sub-Zero and Shang Tsung kind of watching. Right, right. And so it kind of splits off. Which mimics the tower from the original Mortal Kombat. Sub-Zero was like the sub-boss a little bit before Goro and then Shang Tsung. Right? That's true. There's a pecking order. It's a pecking order. I don't know military ranks, but I know that's how the the pecking order goes for Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you know, test your might. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They say test your might. They do that when they're doing the fight. It's so good. (laughs) Um, So we get kind of like three different planes of action and fighting here. Right. I think Jack, Sonya, and two people and then you get kung lao versus natara right and he uses natara from deadly alliance the yeah. vampire woman you know that was one of those things where i was watching this movie going like the only reason that you'd introduce characters from like the ps2 era is to kill them <laughs> like i know that's what the movie was doing i was like oh shit looks like uh natara is not going to survive this movie at all <laughs> yeah i had no idea who she was yeah um she just showed up as like this harpy and i'm like okay cool right uh, she's not in many games i think she's only in deadly alliance and um armageddon because okay. armageddon's supposed to be like all of them uh, yeah okay yeah well she gets messed up pretty quick yeah she yeah. does kung Lao does like the ground hat trick where it's like a fucking like razor blade and which like, is exactly his fatality from the game cuts a right it was amazing so good it was amazing what wasn't amazing was when he said flawless victory to himself yep Yep, he did that. He looked at the screen, actually, and winked and said it. And then Ed Boon popped out and said, that was toasty. Like, they, they, there's these moments that they go to 11 when it's like, they just shouldn't. Yeah. And then other parts, it's appreciated, right? It's great when they do it. Yeah. Some of it's a little showboaty. Like, literally, that, that scene is the encapsulation of like, oh, wow, you went to 11 with the death, and that's amazing. And then you went to 11 with the reference, and it was like, mm. <laughs> like, not there. But I guess that's kind of what Mortal Kombat always is, like, just taking it to 11, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's supposed to be that way, but at the same time, I'm just like, oh, something's just too cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want just a little less cheese. I feel like the games do a good way of balancing it, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, the stories from 9, 10, and 11, like, I... Part of me just was like, oh, why didn't we have more of those elements as a movie? Because, like, that works so fucking well. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's yeah, different. It is what it is. It, it was a it choice that <laughs> this first-time director made. Yeah. yeah. But it was cool. But I do want to give a shout-out to Mr. Cabal. Oh, yeah, the voice actor. Damon something. This... Du- oh, I forget his name. Let me look it up real quick. But this dude is wasn't in any of the trailers. Uh, or, like, uh, we only had, like, one shot of him. And his mask looks fucking cool because yes. it actually looks like the the cyborgs from the games. And his voice actor is amazing. Damon Harriman. 
Damon Harriman. Yeah. yeah, like he comes in and I'm just like, why is he so much better than everyone around him? Yeah, he's very cool. Like, I'm like, I want a whole, like, show with him or something. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Actually, and, I want a show with him and Kano. Right, like, yeah. Like, just he, explore their backstory. Like, he has a history with Kano because <laughs> they were both part of the Black Dragon group, apparently. We don't know much about it, but that's always been the background flavor yeah. for Kano's faction. And... Uh, like he has this pit for Pat going like, why are you working with these fucking guys? What's wrong with you? Why don't you come with me? Like he's cursing up a storm too. Like everything he says is so fucking good. Like I'm hanging off of like every word of this masked man. Yeah. And then when he finally gets this, like his fight scene later on, you're just like, oh shit, Cabal's awesome. Well, they fight a bit leading up to that conversation yeah. too, and you see him do kind of like the teleport dash and use his kind of like. What are those weapons called that he has? Oh, I have no, the fucking hook things. Yeah, there's the, a name for it. I don't know. The it, hook it rods. I think those things are in like uh, Neo, yeah. <laughs> like as well. But he's doing like some really like balletic movements too yeah. while he's while he's fighting him. Yeah, it's it's awesome. He gets a cooler fight towards the end, but yeah. And then you get this part where like Kano is just like, all right, cool. I'm gonna f- fuck Sonya Blade. Fuck the three million dollars she promised. Yeah. me. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna join you guys, and then he ends up betraying Raiden in the temple. Right. And what does he do? I forget. Um, he breaks, so Raiden had to put a shield to stop, uh, Shang's goons from huh. getting in, and then, uh, he depowered it by blasting it with his stupid fucking eyeball. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, Bear! and then, uh, he was like, oh, oh, sorry, mate, <laughs> basically. Uh, Kano was awesome in this movie. I, yeah. I want to say that again. Like, he actually was, like, every line of dialogue that he had was like, oh, wow, you sold that really well. And then other people, like would not sell their lines as well yeah it's hard i Um, feel like if i were to go back and watch this movie like again i would still laugh at least half as hard at at some of his lines yeah where it's like god this happened when we rewatched the sonic movie i didn't laugh once me neither yeah but i feel like somber film yeah but i feel like i could go back and like at least laugh to to some of his lines again because they were just so well delivered and he's got a charm about him too Uh, yeah there's there's a point around here where raiden basically tells cole to piss off Right, because he sucks. He loses every fight. He's not learning anything. Kung Lao keeps on beating him up. (laughs) It's really sad. And so he goes home, back to either Australia or Tucson. I'm not sure. (laughs) And He gets to see his wife and his not-daughter again. And Kung Lao gets his fucking soul sucked as well. He dies right there. Holy shit, I forgot about that. Shang Tsung goes, your soul is mine. But he doesn't, like, do it as well as Carrie Fukunaga did. So it's like, all right, cool, I guess, you know? Thanks for saying it. Yeah. There's a lot of like, thanks for making the reference, but no, honey. Like, we appreciate you trying. You did your homework. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of that in this movie. Um, but yeah, everyone disbands. But what? I, I, this is where it gets fuzzy. Because I, was, I, was, I had one drink. Yes. I finished my drink and I was like, oh, shit, it went straight to my head. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure, but I think Goro how do we shows get, up. How do we get to Goro straight up invading Middle America? Well, I think it, it gets to the point where they disband after fucking up like, uh kung lao and everything they leave they go back to um outworld okay and i think this is a part where like shang chung is like you need to go after the descendant the the, the one the one holder of the the dragon mark the, the girl with the dragon tattoo and, <laughs> like, yes okay and that that's when girl shows up in like middle america and like fucks up this like a garage outhouse what a, what a thing <laughs> yeah. by the way what a thing to have happen like he just shows like could you imagine like it, it's kind of like when um Aliens versus Predator Requiem. Okay, wow. It's exactly that, where the Predators and Xenomorphs are fighting 
like in a Kmart in one scene (laughs) and like mostly like the backyard of like some, some small time America town, American town. Uh, I, those are the moments that I didn't appreciate as much. I get it that they had to like directly threaten Cole's family to raise the stakes a little bit because otherwise you would forget Cole's in the film. Uh, (laughs) like honestly, I I was only ever remembered when his wife was around. I was like, Oh yeah, he's a person in in the movie (laughs) instead of like a pillar in the background. But it, it just, some of it didn't work for me. Or I was like, why aren't we having a, a Goro fight in his front yard? Yeah. Right? That, that was the weird thing. But we end up with Cole having powers. Oh, um, his his wife fucking takes a, an axe to Goro. Yeah, it cuts off one of his fucking forearms. Hell yeah. But then cool. gets whacked by Goro. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could well, you imagine your wife getting smacked by Goro? <laughs> Bro, that'd be rough. Yeah, she could hold that over you forever. Forever. (laughs) Like she's making breakfast a few years later, and like I don't know, maybe it's the 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 argument you had the night before, and that's what she uses to win it. Where it's like, well, you know, at least I didn't let you get smacked by Goro, right? Something like that, right? Never. I don't. I can't even begin to imagine how boring Cole's familial happenings are. I don't give a shit about him. But what does happen to him is he suddenly has um, body armor. That's his arcana. Yeah, so like it's this top like golden chest little, plate, little wire thing mesh <laughs> chest that starts off looking really cool, and then I think they like just kind of use a rubber suit after, <laughs> where it definitely doesn't look as good. <laughs> they it's had a- like two good shots, and yeah. then it was like, yep, not not from now. And then when he gets punched, it like absorbs yeah. the energy, and then he could punch it back out. Yep, because that's yep. how energy works. That that's how it I works. One of Newton's laws, I think, included Cole's uh, armor in it. Right. Yeah. One of the stupid ones, huh? No, it's the law of conservation of energy. What? Science, bitch. I'm not conservative. I am one of them. <laughs> so, so, like, the, yeah. the logic of his power actually pisses me off, where I'm just like, this this is your power? This, There's a this... man that throws ice out of his fingers. Yeah. We gave you armor. That's, that's literally <laughs> all you have. <laughs> There's a man that throws ice out of his fingers, Daniel. Yeah. You're going to get mad at the, the, the armor absorber man? A little bit shock put does he even have a cool name did they come up with a name for him no. at the end they're just like he's still Cole. and they still call him Cole. they fuck see that's the thing it felt like an opportunity for him to actually be a familiar character to the series yeah and just be like oh hey actually i've always gone by rain or <laughs> you know something yeah, like anything. that like give me any connection where i'm like oh it's pretty cool but instead it's like here's our our make-believe character our create a character or like you could have grew him to fill that scorpion role a little bit that would have been such a that honestly from a like a screenwriting perspective would have been like yeah that would have really nailed yeah. it right he becomes scorpion because he you know he's a descendant 400 years removed from in, scorpion imbues hanzo's soul becomes ghost rider he has like Something. so many flashback moments of him too where he's like he's just out eating ice cream with his family and then he fucking right. sees like a, a demon in hell right like, <laughs> like he was like so- brushing his teeth in one scene and then he sees fucking <laughs> scorpion like go, go oh <laughs> But we get, like, no real payoff Could with you that. This man's been shitting himself for years <laughs> seeing this fucking dead ninja, but it turns out... I wonder what his therapy sessions look like for that. Like, he's gotta be going to therapy for I that have, shit. You would hope, right? You would hope, but... Uh, anyway. Well, Cole wins. <laughs> Cole, Cole fights Goro. Yeah. Takes off one of his fucking hands. Uh, oh, because he grows tonfas out of his, like, the bottom of his arms. Yes. 
Yeah, or so, one of them looks like a fucking ice skate. Yeah, one of them looks like an ice skate. One of them looks like just a standard like police baton. That's a part of his <laughs> arm. What's going on there? That's sure. his little tonfa. Why not? He's doing some crowd control. So he smacks around Goro and then he fucking cuts his throat or something. I forget what he does. Yes. He opens him up. Oh, no, his intestines actually fall out. It's a he does a kill. few things, actually. Yeah, he cuts him up. Yeah. It was gory. It was gory. All right. Yeah, this is good. one of those scenes where like my jaw was open from just how like cool the gore was. Yeah, and, and they play up a lot of that stuff, and I think a lot of the the gore excellence is is well done. Yeah, th- this is when the movie is at its best, right? It's fight scenes that just end at the peak of the mountain every time, yeah. where it's like, oh yeah, you fucking decimated that person. Thanks for that. Didn't really get that from the first two. Yeah, right? we have. I think three or four other fights going on in the background at the same time. When does the Jax Rako one happen? Because he's like on the pit in Outworld. It's a, it's a, it's at the same time. So I think what they go attack um Shang Shang, right? I think what happens is Shang Shang is like, all right, we got to go ahead and just get these people out because they're they're trying to rig the tournament like they always do. Yeah, they're trying to just I don't know stay on top, and he sends each of his minions off to take care of one of them at a time. Okay, so that's when Goro goes to Cole, and then what's his name? Reiko. Reiko, yeah. Goes to Jax, or no, other way around. Sorry, Jack Show. How does that work? I actually? don't remember. I don't. Yeah. Remember. I was I was losing it towards the end here, right? Yeah. I, so maybe it's that Raiden. But also the like... editing was really confused because we were jumping around. I was like, yeah. Are we in Outworld? Like we go back to like the trailer park at a certain point too. And I was yeah. like, How did we get back here? Why did she go back home? <laughs> like I don't know why Sonya went back home. Was it just like, Oh shit, we fucked up, Earthrealm? Well, might as well just go drink. I think it's because she knew. Kano would be there? Kano was going to be there? Yeah. Okay. Because, actually, I, I think I misremembered it. Raiden says, hey, go to these places and, and take down Shang Tsung's men. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's when we get, like, all these things happening. But some anyway, cool moments. We have one-on-one fights, which is cool. Yeah. Some cool stuff. I like the kill for Reiko is cool because it mimics the design philosophy for fatalities in the newer games, yeah. which is in threes. Because So he does, like, one hit, another punch, and then the slam is, like, the third, like, move against him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. I think it does a cool, like, musical cue with it, too. Yeah. Like, I, like the fatality <laughs> musical cue. How, how did you feel about the fact that they were sprinkling in that theme, like, in an orchestral way? So I liked a lot of that. I didn't like the weird, like techno doom, 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 butt doom. rock that was happening because <laughs> there, yeah. there are moments that it reminded me of the the soundtrack from monster hunter the movie where it's like just weird techno happening right and that and shit, weird buzzing yeah like that buzzing like i'm opening a door slowly yeah. and recording it yeah kind of so thing. weird yeah. like ambient electronic music but i think the orchestral like rearrangements really worked for me i don't know yeah i didn't think they were too cheesy uh there's one when they have this when scorpion comes out when he does like the get over here where it's like i'm just like okay (laughs) i get what you're doing here i'm fine with it yeah i can live with it it reminded me when power rangers did that shit oh yeah where it was just like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) like like i'm looking at something that like i don't think it fits the movie that they made but they're doing it for fans and i felt the same about power rangers where it was like you're grim dark well, your visually dark Power Rangers to suddenly have the or- orchestral version of the theme yeah. song like pop up feels so out of place for everything else that you've done up until this runtime. But yeah, it, it was one of those things um, that gave me a little bit of dissonance. Although I, I appreciated the attempt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind it so much. I think because at mm. this point, like the movie tries to get away with so many other things that you just like, yeah. you're just kind of like, okay, cool, whatever, fuck it. Like, right. who cares? I don't even really remember the Kano fight with Sonya, but I, I do know that she killed him with a gnome. Yes. Same one that he fucking spit he spits, his he spits loogie on. on earlier in the yeah. film. Yeah. And she gets him like, disgust me. right in the eye. 
Yeah. And so here's yeah. a weird thing where the, the Arcana, like, I guess lineage gets weird to me because, like, she kills him and then his brand gets passed to her. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, well, now I can be a part of the tournament. Now right. I'm... And she figures out her power in fucking 12 seconds, which is to throw fucking purple orb rings at people. Yeah. Yeah. Like like the game, to be fair. To be fair. To be yeah. fair. I mean, why couldn't you have it that there were just these, like, predestined people, all of them, that just all had powers or, like, supernatural strength? Like, Yeah, that's how you'd know they were a chosen one. Yeah. They fucking have powers. Yeah. I guess it doesn't explain some of the characters that just don't have powers in the series. Like, the, there's a cop once, Curtis Stryker. His sure. power is throwing, like, grenades at you. Okay. It's not really a power. Yeah, I mean, then, then you got, like, celebrities. You got, like, Johnny no. Cage, who's just, like, he's just a dude. Right. <laughs> Listen, man, we needed consistent logic. That's what they needed. They looked at everything about Mortal Kombat, and they said, this doesn't make sense without the I, Arcana. I guess. I don't know. It's just the sort of logic that makes me think that they thought their audience was dumb, like you said before. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so. it, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, eh. Um, so all these fights are happening. Yep. A lot of cool moments, um, and then we end up kind of at the third act climax. Yes, we do, where we have... Oh, well, remember, Melina gets a really cool kill as well, or she gets killed uh, by Sonya. She throws rings right through her body. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and then you, it looks exactly like the game, and I'm like, there's so many kills where I'm just like, you took that from the game, and yeah. that's amazing. I like that. Who is um, who is Liu hmm. Kang fighting in this moment? Liu Kang is fighting our boy Cabal. Oh, okay, cool. And he kills him with his fucking fire dragon. Yes. Which is also an actual fatality. That was actually a really cool moment where, like, he kind of pulls back with the fireball and then, like, erects this huge flaming dragon. Right. So awesome. What? Okay, I want to go back to a moment that was my favorite thing in the whole fucking movie. Huh. It's a tiny moment between Kano and Liu Kang where, like, <laughs> Liu Kang <laughs> goes over and touches him on the shoulder and tells him, like, to be patient. <laughs> and Kano just goes, the fuck? <laughs> good <laughs> and when he sees him like throw put, like fire out of his hands for the first time just like, how'd you do that how did you like i love kano's reactions god it's so fucking good um it's sad that they killed kano though it he, is he should be in part two well there are like some characters that i guess are gonna be back because like you get this no. moment where like a few of the downed villains, like Shang Shang is like, nah, you're coming with me. Like he pulls them through the yeah. ground and then brings them back to. Yeah. Outworld. Yeah. There is a moment where it's like, we got to lick our wounds. Cause part yeah. two is going to be even zany. So I don't know if it was Melina and Goro. Yeah. It, it was two characters that he did it with. It was definitely, I think it was actually Goro and Kano, right? Was it Goro and Kano? Okay. Maybe. Who knows? Anyway. But, uh, we do, we lead up to our big old fight. The one in a frozen warehouse. Again, another warehouse to, to round off this collection. Was it the warehouse? It was a warehouse. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was the warehouse or the 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 boxing ring like that he trains in. Mm, I don't know. It yeah. might have been. Could have been a warehouse. He definitely froze it though. Yeah. Sub Zero froze yeah, the. Yeah, it fuck was froze to it. fuck. And Cole shows up, and Sub Zero manhandles the boy, and then somehow Cole like stabs a kanai. How? Where did he get the kanai from? I don't know. Well, he has a magic kunai that's holding the soul of Scorpion, apparently, in it. And Scorpion erupts out of there looking fucking badass. Did you know that actor is 58? Yeah. Really? Dude. Yeah, that dude's 58. Oh, wow. He's the oldest actor to play, sub- or play Scorpion in any of the films. Huh. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he I looks mean, a little older. <laughs> I guess you can get that sense, like, when he's a normal human in the kind of prologue in the movie. Right. We're like, oh, yeah, he's he looks like a seasoned man with a family. Yeah, exactly. 58. Yeah. 
And then Scorpion comes out and he does this cool fucking spear move. He goes, get over here. And I love it. And <laughs> Oh, you like that one? I love that one. Okay. <laughs> it was the only one I really liked. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't like fucking Fatality for Kung Lao. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shit sucked. I'm sorry. That shit was so bad, dude. <laughs> yeah. It was during this fight where like a lot of cool stuff was happening. And I was like, oh, I feel like we're getting to the, the end. And I got nervous because I thought the Blood Dagger was going to just be like a thing that they had in the trailer. Just a trailer thing. Just a trailer the blood thing. dagger, man. But no, it happens. It happens. He does it. You stab Scorpion with it, and it's yep. pretty cool. Bihan. Bihan is a fucking menace, dude. That actor yes. sells it so hard. Like, he makes Sub-Zero such a threatening, like, figure in this movie. And they get they have this fucking hardcore fight against each other, but, you know, he gets bested eventually. Yeah. And does the famous fatality straight from the game. Scorpion walks up. Does his fucking like crazy fire breathing? Yep. And even becomes face. even becomes a little skull face. Yep. And da, 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 da. It's great shit. It's great shit. And he's like, remember this face, <laughs> and fucking burnt him. It was uh, great. That was such a kind of like good yeah. callback line because like, uh. is it Sub Zero who says it to him as he's like kind of quote dying, where he's like, remember this face. Scorpion says, remember this face. Oh, Scorpion so. says yeah, yeah. it when to he's Sub-Zero. dying. Okay. Yeah, he says okay. Sub Zero. Yeah. Right. Well, even even still, it's a good payoff line. And he's like, hey, remember this face, and then he burns him with his face. <laughs> Makes you'll never, sense. You'll never forget this. Movie. Makes sense. And so we finally resolve the other movie that we were super interested in that informed the rest of the film. Yeah. But wasn't the film, <laughs> which is such a weird framing device. But it was a nice little end cap. Finally. It's one of those things, though, where it's like you you kind of know what's going to happen in the last act because yeah. it's like, well, you know, what? they have to tie this thread. Like, hmm. you know, Scorpion has to come back. You know, they have to have a final kind of fight to like really relieve that tension. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> And I like, I like how, I like that, the, I feel like that, that paid off. It definitely paid yeah. off. And I love how most of the budget went to Sub-Zero's ice effects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, they spared no expense with that. And they all always his scenes good. looked really cool. They always looked good. And his fighting was fucking crazy. But yeah, we, we get to the end of that. Sub-Zero's burnt to a crisp. He will become Noob Cybot one day. Oh, there's another reference we missed uh, earlier on where uh, when Jax goes like, oh, you're, you're Cole. You took down Eddie Tobias. Right? Took the belt from Eddie Tobias. Who's that? That's a reference to Ed Boon and John Tobias, the creators oh, of Mortal Kombat. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Little name sandwich. Just like, like Noob Cybot is their names, Boon and Tobias backwards. Oh. <gasps> Whoa! 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 <laughs> I like, we kind of get a visual foreshadowing with it too in this fight with uh, Sub Zero and Scorpion, where like he had, like, Sub Zero has the full armor on, and then like he takes a hit and like the top layer falls off. Yeah. And it looks like just kind of a gray robe. And it's like, yeah, there it is. There's there it is. Noob There's Noob Sidewalk shit. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But, um, I thought the costume was too dark. I wanted more yeah. blue out of my boy. He was, he looked like, um, he looked like one of the fucking, uh, what are they called in Game of Thrones? The, the, the ice people, the white walkers, the white walkers, like a white walker. Yeah. He looked like a white walker, the whole <laughs> movie, just like just dark armor. Walking around. I could see yeah. that. Yeah, it was too yeah. dark. I think that was the, the one comment I had, too, where it's like, I wanted his color palette to, to pop a bit sure more. Because, like, for the most part, I thought they killed the costuming in the movie. Yeah, like, yeah. All of it really worked. Luke King looked great. Luke King did look great. <laughs> he looked Kong fucking great. looked great. Wow, looked good. Uh, I mean, was amazing, yeah. Granted, Raiden looked kind of weird in his costume. He looked like a, just like a costume. It looked like it didn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> they looked they look like they uh, sized it for a much bigger man. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, outside of that, the rest of, like, the wardrobe and costuming, like, it looked pretty awesome. Right. Look, look pretty decent, right? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I forget how it ends. Like, they're just like, oh, well, the fight's not over. And Ching Shong's like, fuck you, Raiden. Yeah, fuck you. We're, we're not done here, Raiden. We ain't done. We're going to come back bigger than ever. You know, just you wait. I'm going to get a, more lizards. And 
a, a guy with five <laughs> arms. <laughs> six. Count of six. Oh, shit. Six. Actually, we're going to get Shiva. She's going to be in it. Yo, dude, fucking have, uh, what's his name? Kataro? Mataro? The fucking, uh, the horseman, the centaur? Oh, God. Bring him in He's the sequel. so cool. Yeah, they tried to do him in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. It was just like a guy. <laughs> I remember that. Fuck. <laughs> he wasn't even, like, that buff. <laughs> it was great. So we get kind of the setup of, like, <clears throat> I guess Sonya and yep. Cole and Jax with his new awesome arms just being like, well, we got to find the rest of them out there. And yeah. they see a, a poster, a flyer of, like, Johnny Cage. Oh, because they're like, oh, we're going to go to Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, this guy's going to be the next one we recruit. So Johnny Cage mm-hmm. is definitely going to be in the next movie. Who's going to play Johnny Cage? <laughs> my, what, for, my vote is for joel McHale because i think he could really just own that who already <laughs> played johnny cage in a cartoon yeah. uh scorpion's revenge which was fucking great by the way exactly and i think a better interpretation of hanzo oh, i might say i this. just might say yeah than this yeah it's because we didn't get enough screen time with him yeah we got nothing with the guy like i would rather have 45 minutes more runtime with that actor as Hanzo slash Scorpion than we did anything with Cole. Show me Scorpion in hell. Show me cor- like characterization there. Yeah, show me him training in hell or doing <laughs> yeah, like, something. What the fuck? You know, like that would that'd be fucking sick. But yeah. yeah. So overall, again, like I enjoyed it. I do recommend it, and I do think it's one of the better video game movies that we have. There's there's a lot that's corny. Yeah, and there's some of it that. There's a bit of a cheapness to this film, despite being 90 mil. There's a little bit of a cheapness. And I don't know if that's like some COVID impacts to like post-production, because especially that one scene where they tried to replicate the pit yeah. and Jax is fighting Reiko looked god awful. <laughs> also, why is this arcana, I'm going to make metal arms? Why would it fucking be, I'm going to make my normal arms again? <laughs> yeah, like, why what, can't he regrow them? Yeah, can you explain his arcana? Like, he he's he's in control he's of metal? strong. Or he just has metal arms. That's his power? Yeah. Come on. Well, that was the thing, right? Cause, so he had the, the chicken arms. Yeah. <laughs> a little like, weird metal bones. And then, like, he grows this, like, super I mean, alloy Dude, they're a them. bunch of monks, man. They're not, like, they don't have engineers there. They have Whatever. what they had. They have this facility, like, something out of fucking Wakanda, where they're fucking healing this what? man up who had fucking his arms ice blown they off. They figured and... out how to do the throwy hat. They don't sure. know how to do a man's arms. All right, whatever. End to end, bro, okay. you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess he had to realize the rest of his, his arms. Where he had to actualize it, sure. right? It was a mental blocker. Yeah, that's yeah. a weird arcana. But whatever, it works because we got the cooler arms out of it's it. It's true, we got the cooler and... arms. He did the slap. That was cool. That was great. For as cheap as that scene looked, that scene yeah. was like that was where great. the money went That was a big payoff. So. so yeah, I'm excited to watch the movie again. I started watching it before this, and then I was like, oh, let me play near because I you know, wanted to. Yeah. But I want to probably finish it again because those fights were cool. It was entertaining. And overall, it just wasn't, it wasn't boring. Yeah. I've seen some video game movies that just are not worth watching to the end. This one was. I hope part two fixes some of the coals like it's so imbued in the story but i feel like you could still do a subversion where it's like like do like what annihilation did where they killed johnny cage in the first 10 minutes yeah just kill cole like, just do that to cole like whatever we don't care about him right exactly and have Liu kang be like oh, fuck that sucked well anyway i guess i'm the lead <laughs> you know just something like that so like what what would you really want out of a sequel because i think like my my biggest complaint is that they spent all this time teasing the tournament and it doesn't yeah. fucking happen. The tournament doesn't happen in this so, movie. So like, I get that we're going to have this big build up to this. The next movie is going to be like, all right, now they're fighting in the tournament for El- earth realm. Every- the stakes have never been higher. Right. I almost really hated that there was no tournament in this movie. Cause I was like, that's the thing though. Yeah, it's the biggest fucking dick tease. That's ever. the thing. Yeah. And it, it's really presumptuous. What does this movie fucking tanks? Right. 
Yeah, we I mean, never get the I tournament. think it's made like nineteen, maybe twenty million back so far. Okay, so I wish you well. Yeah, Earth Realm champions. We'll see because like the sales back on on movies like this that are on like HBO Max or streaming service, especially where it's like we're not paying full price to see this like we would on Disney Plus. Like, yeah, we just have to have the subscription for it. I yeah, I don't know how you map the earn on that. I don't know how you figure yeah. out that, like, oh, yeah, we have this many subscriptions, and yeah. they happen to watch Mortal Kombat, so there you go. That's like, what it made. How many people were, like, waiting for their free HBO Max trial to watch this? Right. right? So, like, there's got to be some, like, false information Very in strategic there. way of going about it. But, no. like, I guess it'll be on there for a month, but the thing after mm. that is, like, okay, how much more money is it going to make in the second month? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But, so, I think they did a good job at being like here's our kind of first round of mortal Kombat characters round one right but like what characters would you want to see in the in the second movie oh the second one, one? Yeah. well or I like mean, what what story would you want to say oh shit dude i want to know if we're ever going to get to bihan's brother the good sub-zero kwai liang who is actually in the games predominantly okay whereas bihan's only in a couple of the games if you don't count him as noob saibot um so I, w- I wonder how they would do that where it's like hey we have a good sub-zero what's that arc look like and how does it relate to like scorpion and all that shit because that was like a connection in the games and now like scorpion seems like a pokemon in this movie <laughs> like you just you just throw summon. your ball and summon them yeah. right instead of being like a character so interesting um i would definitely want to see katana i think they teased her in the background yep but I would like to see her as a character. I'd like to see that happen. I wonder how that works without Melina, though. You know? Or do we just bring back those characters? Because this is basically, for all intents and purposes, a comic book movie. Yeah. And comic book characters don't die. Yeah. Or bring back, like, I don't know, Melina as, like, the undead version that we got in, like, some of the later games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Could work. I would love to eventually see the robots. I want to see the cyborgs. Yes. That would be my favorite shit. Um, I want to see Nightwolf. Because they tease him, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, they almost made it seem like, oh, he was a warrior of the past, right? Or that that's what a potential sequel could do. Yeah. Play with time travel again and be like, oh, we have all these warriors from the past and future and shit like that. Maybe that's how you do the cyborgs. They came yeah. from the future. Maybe there was this whole kind of thing happening in the background, kind of like, I don't know, the Infinity Stones with MCU, where it's like Raiden is just going to these different points in, like, history and, like, recruiting people, much like he grabbed, like, you know, Hanzo's child right maybe he goes off somewhere else he goes like you know i don't know like 1800s america recruits night wolf you know yeah, stuff. yeah. something uh, like that i don't know yeah those are some characters i definitely would like to see like the ninjas and robots are always the big one for me where it's like i just mm-hmm. like their designs they're really cool bring a noob for that so i'm gonna turn into a noob yeah i can't really think of any other characters i mean kenji would be cool kenji yeah blind swordsman that'd be awesome yeah 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 fucking uh Fucking Scarlet would be cool. Smoke. Smoke would be pretty dope. Explain smoke in the <laughs> sequel. Do you think at some point we get Cole as like a playable character in one of the Mortal Kombat's? I hope not. Like I could see them at least doing it as like DLC. Uh <laughs> I maybe yeah. I get I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna be a popular character. I I'm just gonna call that right now. I think it's gonna be one of those things where it's like, hmm. Make the sequel and just, like, kill him. <laughs> or make him less important in some way. But, um, yeah, we'll see going forward what they do. Uh, like, I, I have no problems with the actor. I think that the role just didn't have a lot going for it. Yeah. You know? So, sorry. Him. <laughs> sorry, you. You gave me your all. Yeah, yeah, you did You did fine. The script did nothing for you. Yeah, I think 
I think that's the problem with it. They they probably could have told like a tighter story by taking him out completely. But at that point, like, how is it not then just like a rewalk of like the 1995 Mortal Kombat of like you know recruiting people for a tournament? Yeah, <laughs> that it's just kind of like a remake that, reboot. That feels like some of the reason why they did it. Yeah, right? to not just like make it seem like a a remake of the original. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I liked it overall, and yeah. I'm willing to watch it again. I had, I think I agree with your comment that you're like, I like this as much as Godzilla versus King Kong. I like it on the same wavelength. Yeah, exactly. Of like something that's like, this isn't like super stellar media. Yeah, it's not like intellectual comic book media. But it's like, hey, this is really solid for turn off your brain, yeah. kind of sit down, have a good time. Like, you know, shit. If you're a big fan of the games, you're probably already used to these characters being remixed yeah. or retconned or redone in some way. So just don't get hot up on any one either death or reinterpretation. But yeah. overall, I, would, I wouldn't say there was any interpretation of these characters from the games that was different than how they are in the games. No, I don't think I was so. like, I feel like it actually nailed the source material by embracing it. It did. It embraced the, the goofiness, the blood, the gore, and it didn't take itself too seriously. That's, I think, the number one important thing about a Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. The name itself is stupid. It's got a misspelling in it to just draw your attention. It makes no sense. I like it. Yeah. We all like it. <laughs> it works. It does. It's 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 like... It works for that. Why do kids like Apple Jacks? They just do. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kevin's Applejack theory. But also, like, don't look at it too hard. Yeah. Don't question why it's called Mortal Kombat with a K. Get out of here. So, Corn with a K, like the band. I question that just to the for, end of the Well, yeah. I mean. I'm just like, come on. <laughs> it's yeah. all in the family. I, I would say I, I would recommend this movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun, like, almost two hours to turn your brain off. And it moves at a clip. There's tons of cool payoff moments. A lot of corny ones. But I think, you know, for them having at this point, whereas, like, the first movie in 95 had, what, like, two, maybe three games to play off of? Yeah. Right? And it's like, how do you interpret these characters in a physical 3D space? How do you give them characterizations? And then this movie, like some 26 years later has all these various like forms of like media and characterizations to pull from. And I think they did a good job at distilling like, sure. kind of each interpretation and making it its own thing. Um, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I think it's probably in my e- easily in my top, like three favorite video game movie adaptations. So it's number one, Sonic double dragon. It's a good question. Are we thinking just movies or yes. like across anything? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's it's hard because there's not many good ones yeah i would say so you could say three I'll this say, is one of the three i'll say silent hill okay one probably my favorite video game yeah, adaptation yeah. that one's great then probably this this then sonic one then sonic yeah. all right yeah there's a lot of <laughs> I know. some of these movies are really close together in the timeline yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and none before the 2000s. No, interesting. Not at all. Very interesting. Yeah. It's probably. I, I wasn't going to fucking name drop uh, Max Payne or right. like Doom. <laughs> My first three are easy because they're, they're actually very consistent with each sure. other. It, it goes like this. Blood Rain 1, Blood Rain 2, Blood Rain 3. Uva Bowl trilogy. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. I know you're clowning. Yeah. And, and trolling, but. No. You know, I'll give you that. Uh, Bussy Tycoon would agree. Bussy Tycoon would, he would agree. Know. Yeah. yeah it's, favorite, it's favorite film series. <laughs> well, good stuff. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah. a good game. It was a good a movie. Good game. movie. It was a movie, uh, game, movie game. Could only watch it, I think, for another, like, month. So get on it while you can. Mm-hmm. That's true. They come and go. They come on and that go. that HBO Max. That's true. And then in June, 
Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh. They just released a trailer. Really? I'm excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've spent a lot of time in this Conjuring universe, the Cuckoo universe. (laughs) I sure have, man. So I I know you're stoked for that one. I'm super stoked. Oh, it looks good. It's a courtroom drama this time. Is it? Yeah. And the devil's being tried. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the tagline? Well, no, it's (laughs) like, so the, uh, the lead dude, or sorry, the inciting incident is a guy commits a heinous crime a murder i I presume sure but says that he didn't do it but he was possessed by the devil oh wow so he's got to go before court and then (laughs) there's a line from like um uh patrick wilson where he's just like you know when uh whenever somebody uh swears in front of the bible in court you're affirming god I think you need to start affirming the devil. It's something like that. I fucked it up. Okay. <laughs> that could actually be a, like a really cool setting and premise for a yeah. possession movie. I'm into it. Into the devil it. made me do it. Man, all right. I'll check it out. You sold me. Hell yeah. We're, we're going to watch it. Good stuff. HBO Max. Look for that review soon. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in July. Coming in July. All right, guys. Well, thank you for hanging out for this very big, very interesting hybrid uh, news plays reviews episode. We did a lot. Yeah, we did a lot. A lot of lifting in yeah, this one. I feel like we accomplished a lot. We did everything we said we would. Uh-huh. We're men of our word. We're promisers. Yes. Big promisers. This was our flawless victory, if you will. <laughs> this was a fatality for Kung Lao. <laughs> um, as Kevin said earlier at the top of the episode, you can find us on all those various streaming platforms. You can find us over at soundcloud.com slash the save room show, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, what have you. Also on Twitter at save room show. Tell us who your favorite Mortal Kombat character was in this movie. Because there were a lot. And a lot that I actually didn't expect were going to be in the movie. So. It was Cabal. Yeah, Cabal. Cabal is the best. Either Cabal or Kano. I Give him a whole movie. Uh, Give Cabal a whole movie. Yeah, is that yep. what you want? Yeah, that's what the I Cabal want. Cabal show? Yeah, no going back. No going back. It's Kano that put me in a fucking iron lung. It was so good. <laughs> was it was so such a goofy scene. scene. <laughs> like the scene was getting like really goofy. And then suddenly you have Cabal just like fucking cursing it up. And it's like. This is great. Yeah. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. All All right. right. Well, Well, good night, everybody. Night, guys.